Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's me, Amanda Garcia. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right. Welcome in. Nope, this is not Clip Brock. This is Chandler Honeycutt talking to you on Pirate Radio Live, on Pirate Radio 92.7 in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live, a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. we got a great show for you. We'll go inside the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Delcor. Coming up at 4 o'clock, we will have Carter Spivey, who was just named the Pitcher of the Week in the American Athletic Conference. We'll talk to Spives at 4 o'clock. At 4.30, we will talk to Brian Bailey. We'll step out of the Players' Lounge and talk to Channel 9 WNCT Sports Director Brian Bailey. Talk to him about... East Carolina's success over the past couple of weeks, their sweep over Cincinnati over the weekend. And at 5 o'clock, we'll step back into the Delcor Players Lounge and talk to Josh Groves, who uh, pitched yesterday for the Pirates, uh, knocking off Cincinnati 1, 2, and 3 to get the series sweep over the Bearcats. Once again, welcome into Pirate Radio Live. Chandler Honeycutt here with you. I have Shirley Rhodes here on the mic producing. Hello, Shirley. What's up, Chan? How you doing? And uh, we have the big good. dog, Glenn Griffin. So I think he's trying to get the Facebook and YouTube. We're up. We're up. We're, right, we're live, baby. We're ready to go. So uh, we'll start off today's show inside the Delcor Players Lounge with Garrett Saylor. Garrett Saylor, how you doing, buddy? I'm uh, doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I ain't going to lie. I'm nervous. You remember <laughs> your first start at East Carolina and how nervous you might have been? Yeah, yeah. My first, my first appearance at East Carolina freshman year. I didn't have my jersey on. I didn't have my cleats. Really? Yeah, yeah. We were. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was weird. So, it was. Uh, I had lifted that day. Usually, like when you lift, you don't pitch. Right. Like that's what I thought as a freshman. Um, so I didn't. I didn't even think to look at the board if my name was on the board for uh, people that were available. So I'm just chilling in the dugout. We're playing Wichita State, or not Wichita State. We're playing Wright State, and uh, we're getting beat pretty pretty good. Coach G yells, "A hey, sailor, go down there and get hot!" And I'm freaking out. <laughs> Didn't, had uh, had Zach Barnes, former player, go get my jersey. Uh, luckily, I had my cleats in the bullpen, but had to put those on real quick. Man, so uh, well, I am somewhat prepared for yeah, today's yeah, show. At least you're prepared. I was. Um, for those wondering, Clip does have jury duty. Um, I have not had to go in for jury duty once in my life. This is Clip's third time going to be on mm, and do tough. jury duty. That's tough. I uh, saw uh, Clip earlier today. He came and did the second half of the Brian Bailey show, which if you miss it, it should be back and archived at 6 o'clock right here on Pirate Radio. But uh, he did come in, and he looked weird. And when I say he looked weird, it's because he didn't have his usual khaki shorts on, his cargo shorts that he likes to wear, and a T-shirt and a hat. He had khaki slacks on, a polo, and no hat. So he looked very weird. So, but that—that's where Clipper is today, and uh, I am getting the start today for Pirate Radio Live. So, 
we're gonna have a fun time today but we're gonna start it off with garrett sailor who is back i feel like we haven't seen you in a while yeah uh the last time we saw you on the mound which we saw you yesterday but the last time we saw you on the mound before yesterday was in fedville and uh man you were hot i was actually at that game in fedville and i believe you got the five strikeouts you just were unstoppable on the mound and all of a sudden i remember sitting there and and seeing uh coach godwin you had uh zach womack and then ak was going out on the mound and i was like what in the world's going on so uh they go out to the mound and uh kind of tell us what what was wrong with yeah, you Yeah. well um yeah it was that it was that game against campbell and fayetteville i started feeling something i came in in like the fourth inning um got through the fourth and the fifth and started uh started feeling something in my back in the fifth inning and i didn't really think anything of it just because i mean it was just a weird spot i honestly thought it was like in my ribs um kept pitching then went back out for the seventh and uh got that first strikeout and it it like really tightened up on me um uh it was like the, my oblique like in more of my back area mm-hmm. but uh tried to throw Tried to throw the next pitch to the next batter and had to step off the mound. That's when um, Coach G, AMAC, or um, not AMAC, AK, and uh, Womack came out there and checked on me. Yeah. And, yeah, I just couldn't go. But Yeah, like I said, you were looking good. And even when you, you talked to him for a while, and I remember – you actually took a pitch like mm-hmm. you actually i guess they yeah. said hey just throw a pitch and see how you feel yeah, and you, you threw gas yeah. I, I did, you threw like straight gas and yeah. i was like man he looks good but I, apparently yeah. you weren't ready to yeah. go no i i should not have thrown that warm-up pitch yeah i mean my arm was feeling good arm was fine but it was just so, did it make it worse i i don't know um i don't think it did but it, it would just that that was probably the worst it felt on that warm-up pitch i had what but, yeah, well, you were looking good that day, and unfortunately, you, you couldn't go any longer. But I think Lunsford Shinkman came in and kind of limited some damage there. And unfortunately, the game didn't end the way the Pirates wanted to, wanted it to. And of course, we had the Moreland situation, the Coach Godwin situation. And uh, uh, but let's talk about, I guess, you know, after that injury, uh, the recovery. Um, how's the recovery been? Um, you know, in the past couple of weeks since that injury. So, kind of what what was the exercises you were doing? What was the training staff telling you to do? And yeah. uh, just kind of take us through that journey, trying to get back on the mound. Yeah, those first um, the first couple of weeks, it was it was kind of a slow process because with um, with an oblique strain, it's kind of like a hamstring strain where you have to just uh, take some time off. Uh, you can't really do much. So I'd uh, I'd go and see Kevin Young. See. He'd work on me a little bit, and then this this past like week and a half is when I I really started amping up my throwing. Um, I started throwing again probably a week and a half, two weeks ago, um, and uh, but yeah, just it was it was honestly just like a day by day thing, just trying to take it one day at a time. Cause uh, I mean it 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 really wasn't fun being out for yeah. three and a half weeks, but um, I'm glad I didn't come back sooner because uh, I feel great now so well that's good and i was going to ask you about you know the recovery time and how frustrating it is to not get out there i know you want to try to rush back and get on the mound as quick as possible but you got to just take it slow you got to get to 100 percent. and it sounds like that's kind of what yeah, you went through yeah yeah i was just trying to take it slow and luckily our um like our team i mean we've we've played really good the past two weeks yeah. so um it was good seeing that so it kind of gave me uh, a little peace of mind wow. knowing that knowing that the guys are um still still playing great and uh but yeah so while you were out you're you've been here long enough garrett i mean look, this is your fifth year here mm-hmm. at ecu so mm-hmm. i mean you're not playing but you're still probably 
having some sort of a role in that dugout, especially in the bullpen, maybe with some pitchers. So did you kind of take that coaching role uh, while you were out? Yeah, a little, little, I guess a little bit. But uh, we have this thing called a DOI leader. So we call it director of intent. Um, And uh, it's it's usually me and – a couple other pitchers that are on it but we we keep the dugout kind of in check um keep the energy high in the dugout so that that's been my job uh for the past couple weeks was there anybody specifically that you were kind of helping out with uh maybe some of the younger guys because you got a lot of guys like you on this team that are uh that have been in the program quite a while but you got a lot of young guys that are you know pitching for the pirates this year including zach root maybe landing in and some other guys so who's some who's some guys you went to specifically in a relief uh, uh, situation that you had to give pointers to or just had to kind of coach up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, di- I really didn't coach up many guys just because we're in the middle of the season. They kind of have an idea of, of what's going on. Um, I'd really have just, like, conversations on the side with anybody that I could, um, just uh, get to know the game better uh, for them. Um, and, uh, I mean, you, yeah, you got Zach Root, you got Lane Estery, two freshman pitchers for us. Um, I mean, I talk to them kind of every day about – uh, stuff st- stuff like that but um, really I mean uh, there's been a little bit of coaching here and there but not not really as much as as much as you'd think yeah so going back to yesterday we finally got to see you back on the mound for the first time and I, I want to say close to a month it's been a while since we've seen Garrett Saylor pitch for the Pirates but did you have a uh, I know we talked to coach Godwin after the win yesterday and I believe he said that he was going to try to get you into the game some mm-hmm. way yesterday and he was able to do that did you have any idea you were going to be going on the mound yesterday at all or um I mean I threw a, I threw a bullpen la- uh this past Wednesday so I knew I wasn't going to go on Friday um there was a possibility I would have gone on Saturday but I mean uh, Spivey did his did his job, uh, and we beat him in seven innings. Uh, and then I had an idea I was going to go in on Sunday just when we started scoring, mm-hmm. scoring a bunch of runs. I know they didn't want to put me in in a high-pressure situ- situation, mm-hmm. um, but I, yeah, I had an idea I was going in. But it was good to go in, get back out there, nerves a little bit. Yeah. I had a little, little bit of adrenaline pumping in me. Um, but yeah, it was good to be back out there. I was hanging out in the jungle m- majority of the time yesterday, and I remember for the second straight day had a run rule situation, so I had to make my way over there towards y'all's dugout to get into the media scrum. And on the way over there, I remember hearing the crowd kind of going crazy. And I was like, man, this crowd is pumped up for something. And then I heard, oh man that's Garrett Saylor's music and I look out there and there you are on the mound and I'm like well Garrett Saylor's back so I know it had to feel good to be back out there and and then you talked about having the adrenaline and and having that energy inside of you and uh, I guess it has to be feeding off that crowd because they did welcome you back with uh, a warm welcome yesterday yeah that was awesome I was standing on the mound they said uh they announced my name and uh everybody started cheering and it just gave me the chills uh I know my mom was she got brought to tears from it but awesome um but yeah it was it was awesome to get back out there get back in front of the fans um it's it's great to uh to see their support um but yeah it was it was awesome uh clip did want me to ask you i'll give credit to this uh credit to clip with this but he did want to say uh you've been in situations before when you've had to go in and maybe close out a game when you're up one run but in, in yesterday's situation you go in there to try to you know get out of there 
in a seventh inning situation in a run roll. So do you see that as like a save situation? Do you go in there and basically just say, I'm going to shut them down and let's end yeah. this game right here? Yeah. I, well, honestly, I forgot that uh, it was the like the run roll situation. I get my third out and I'm walking back to the dugout. <laughs> and uh, Justin Wilcox, and he like yells at me. He's like, hey, game's and over. Then, and then like I put my head up and everybody's running out. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I just treat it like any other outing. I didn't, it didn't matter what the score was. Um, I'm just going out there to get out. Well, it was definitely great to see you back out there yesterday. And uh, uh, this offense, I mean, we'll go offense. You're a pitcher, but I mean, we talked to Josh Gross yesterday after the game, and he even said like when when the offense is putting up that many runs, it, it's it makes it so much easier to go out there and pitch uh, and have confidence on the mound. I mean, you want to have confidence no matter what the score is, but when your offense is putting up numbers like they have uh, in the past week or so, especially in the past two days with the ten run rule uh, games, but uh, yeah, it's got to you got to feel confident going out there knowing hey my my offense has got my back. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, we've these past couple weeks uh, we've really come together as like a collective team. Um, like pitchers are they're going out there pitching for the offense to get them to swing the bat i mean and then the offense they're putting up runs for us um but yeah it's it's been awesome um seeing them come together and uh yeah it's been pretty cool and uh you're talking about bouncing back we want to talk about you always bounce back and we saw that you know we saw some midweek woes earlier in the season but one thing we did see when we saw that was a bounce back on the weekend whether it's a series majority of the time it was a sweep or it was a series win you might have lost one over the weekend but we saw you guys bouncing back after a midweek loss but then you had that one week where you guys were one and three on the week uh i believe you you lost one out of two or one out of three in in houston mm-hmm. and, and what do you do to bounce back after that you have an eight game winning streak going yeah. on so i mean this for this team it, it says a lot for this team it says a lot about this team the way you guys have bounced back after midweek losses and then, then after that bad week mm-hmm. uh now you're playing really good baseball right now yeah i think that that houston week was a big wake-up call for us um we needed to come together more as a team and uh I mean, I'm I'm honestly glad we we lost that series because I mean we wouldn't be the team where we uh, that we are now, um, and it, it's it's awesome seeing seeing the guys just like we we're having fun playing baseball, um, and it's 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 pretty cool. Talking uh, pirate baseball with uh, Garrett Saylor and and Garrett, did, it's definitely great to see the guys bouncing back. And uh, one of your teammates, a guy that's been with you here at ECU for quite a while, Carter Spivey, mm-hmm. getting pitcher of the week in the American Athletic Conference. So we talked to Spives uh, in the in the preseason, especially at Media Day, and I remember him saying that he's, you know, I, look, I've had my ups and downs, and I remember my lows sometimes more than my ups here at East Carolina, and it's it, it's been, like, mentally tough. But he, I believe he said that he wants to come out here and just have a better mental side of the game and wants to dominate on the mound. And we've seen that so far this year, not just from Trey Savage, but also on Saturday from Carter Spivey, who who I've said has been up and down. And right now, uh, he's he's uh, in the upside yeah. uh, of his career here at ECU. Yeah, he's really locked in this year. Um, he's taken over that starter role. Um, I mean, all of our all of our starters are are awesome this year. I mean, you got Trey Spives, Gross. It's, it seems like they like rotate between the three of them for pitcher of the week or player of the week or something in the, uh, in our conference, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Spies, Spies went through it for those first couple years, and it's uh, it's awesome to see um, see him transition into the pitcher that he's 
that he's become and, and he deserves to be. Talking about a mental side of things and kind of having your downs and stuff, and uh, we'll go to the offensive side of VCU baseball right here, and we'll talk about a guy who's been hot lately. He had a a home run in each of the three games over the weekend. Josh Moylan Mm -hmm. uh, is is just playing really great baseball. That was a guy we talked to in the preseason during media day, and he talked about his mental side of things, and uh, just you know he wasn't in a good spot, especially last year when it came to his mentality and, and coming out and playing baseball. And now he says he gets to come out to the ballpark and has the privilege of coming out to the ballpark and playing baseball and it seems like josh morning is really uh stand, uh you know really taking those words into uh action here mm-hmm. and is playing really good baseball as well yeah, i mean the mental the mental game is is so big in baseball that like it's just overlooked by people and if you if your headspace isn't in it then you're not going to go out there and perform at the at the um, the ability that you that you should um and moylan's you yeah moylan didn't didn't have a great year last year um little ups and downs he had last year but this year he's put he's put everything together in these past couple weeks um uh like like i said ever since that houston series kind of everybody's been been hit the ball really good and um yeah moylan's just it, it looks like he's seeing the ball really good right now and uh i hope that can continue and if he keeps that same mindset he's got right now, it will continue. Talking ECU baseball with Garrett Saylor. And uh, if you have a question for Garrett, please chime in on Twitter, chime in on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. If you have a question for him, I will ask him a question in your honor. Uh, Jack asks, he says, hey, Chandler, can you ask Garrett, what is a Bearcat? What is a Bearcat? What is a Bearcat? <laughs> Do you know? Because I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have really, really no clue. But you get the sweep over them uh, this weekend at home. But you actually do have to go on the road and play Cincinnati uh, in the yeah. in the later part of the of the schedule. Yeah. Um, since our conference is is small, we only have eight teams in the conference. Uh, like each team is paired up with another, so Cincinnati's the closest one to us. Mm-hmm. So we're paired up with them, and then other teams are paired up with with um, with teams where they play them twice in the in the regular season. How is uh, I'll ask you this? Um, how are you, how are you liking the pitch clock situation? Have you haven't had any problems? With no, that, I mean I'm I usually work fast anyway, and our guys really haven't had any problems with the pitch clock at all this year. Um, I know I, we've had it a couple times, and that's just from um, I, I really don't even know what it's from. It's probably from like a pickoff or something, or yeah, didn't throw it. But yeah, we we don't have problems with it. Um, I like it. It keeps the the pace of play up. Um, I mean, our, we're ending games now in three hours. When you had um, a couple years ago, when we had sign cards, mm-hmm. it, it would be it'd be close to four hour games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, you go from seeing four hour games to going out there to Clark Claire Stadium and staying out there for four hours. In the past two days, we've watched two hour games. Yeah. Because of the, you know, one because yeah. of the pitch clock and the pace of game and the pace of play of the game now. But you also, I mean, when you're putting up runs and you're able to get out of there mm-hmm. in seven innings, you're able to go home and, and enjoy the rest of your evening, mm-hmm. which we did on Saturday and Sunday. So talking ECU baseball with Garrett Seller. We'll take a timeout. Um, we'll come back and we'll uh, ask uh, Garrett a couple more questions. If you have a question for Garrett, please tune in to twi- or Twitter. We can get it off of that or on Facebook and YouTube Live. So uh, more with Garrett Saylor inside the Delcor Players Lounge when we return. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this.
You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Wood Ducks baseball is back. Single game tickets are now on sale. You can get yours today by calling the front office at 252-643-5305. You can visit them online at woodducksbaseball.com to check out schedules for games, giveaways, theme nights, and post-game fireworks. The Wood Ducks hope to see you out at Granger Stadium all season long. Go Woodies! Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Chandler Honeycutt. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. I appreciate that. Shirley Rhodes producing today alongside the big dog, Glenn Griffin, who is on the video side of things. I'm usually in that seat. Instead, today, I am in the host seat, filling in for Clip Brock, who has got jury duty, jury duty for the third time in his life. I've never once had to do jury duty, and I plan on never doing it until they call me to do it. Uh, but welcome back into Pirate Alive. Welcome back into the Delcor Players Lounge. Talking to Garrett Saylor here on pirate radio live and uh when we left the first segment i did say hey if you got a question for garrett get it in now because we'll talk to him for a few more minutes before we let him go but we do have some questions we got one from jamie on youtube jamie says did the players have a team they consider a rival in or outside of the conference besides unc or nc state um i i mean yeah you got nc state unc uh campbell um i wouldn't say they're a rival but I mean, we always play play really good games with them. Campbell's a rival, I guess. Um, uh, in conference, uh, I don't know, maybe Tulane. Yeah. T- Tulane gave That's us I was trouble, trouble last year. Um, uh, I know I know they're not having the best year right now, but uh, they could pick it up at any point, so we got to be ready for them. But I would say Tulane in conference. Okay, I like that answer. I would say Tulane, too. But Jamie also has a follow-up question. He says, Garrett's been here a long time. How many times has he been chewed out by Coach Godwin? Is he a yeller? Uh, honestly, I've kind of been on Coach G's good side for the past five years. I mean, yeah, there's there was some times my freshman year where he'd uh, he'd, he'd get mad at me for something I didn't practice. But um, ever since, I mean, after freshman year, I really stayed on his good side, so. I I did want to. I was going to get to this, but Denny Hoover, uh, who I believe has a relation to Lane Hoover, yeah. he says we need to see your favorite dance moves. We we get to see Jake Hunter's. You've got the sprinkler or electric slide or anything. What do you nah, got? You're not going to see my dance moves. <laughs> We're going to Jake Hunter will will stay on that job. You will not see mine. We can we can get your sons on there, but not not mine. I think that, that's Hoover's dad. Uh, William Landon, he also said he. I believe you just answered this question, but he said, "Ask Sailor if he has a better dancer, or if he is a better dancer than Jay Hunter." Um, no, Jay Hunter's pretty good. Well, first of all, I want to ask this: Jay Hunter, when did he start this? Is this like a tradition now? No, Does he got? I mean, I don't know. He started this. Um, I want to say he started last weekend against UCF, just randomly. It, like, a, I don't. I really don't know why. Uh, I think. Some guys pushed him out there, and he started jumping up and down or something. And then, and then he was there was this little kid in the stands against UCF that he was dancing with. Uh-huh. So he, they kept that going, and now we've just every time like a I don't know what the song's called, but it's it's usually during like a pitching change or between innings or something like that. But yeah, he'll go out there and 
dance and try to get the crowd into it and it's uh it's become really funny yeah i've, I've noticed that he's been going out there the crowd's noticed it. the i think the, the crowd loves it when jake hunter goes out there just kind of observing jake especially like maybe after games talking to him or just seeing him on the mound he seems like a laid-back guy he doesn't seem like a guy that would go no, out there and do that uh-uh. no i would have never put jake hunter out there to like i would have never guessed that he would do that um but yeah it's 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 brought his his personality out a little bit more uh but yeah he's he's always been a laid-back guy um and it, it's 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 fun to see him do that yeah, it's, uh, it, you guys are having a lot of fun, and that's uh, exactly what Josh Mullen said yesterday after the game. He said, you guys are just going out there having fun, and uh, you, you're taking care of business, but you're also having fun while doing yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, the number one goal is to win baseball games, but if you're not having fun winning those games, then, like, what's the point? Right. Um, but, yeah, we, we've been having a ton of fun. It, it's It's been awesome. We, Coach, she uh, – he, he just makes sure that we don't act like clowns. Uh, he, he likes us to have fun, but we can't act like clowns. Yeah, we we, uh, we did enjoy the props in the past years. Obviously, that's one of the NCAA rules that were changed this year where there was no on-field props, but you guys do enjoy that party room, yeah, don't you guys? Yeah, it's, it's, it's become fun. I, we did it. We did it my freshman year. That was before the traffic cone, and then we got the traffic cone. But, but now we we went back to our roots, so we went back to the party room. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. Guys love it. Garrett Saylor, we're talking to him on Pirate Radio Live inside the Delcor Players Lounge. And Garrett, uh, just one more thing before we let you go. You guys, I was looking at your your guys' schedule and the standings and all that before we got on, and I did notice that uh, you guys are great at home, but when it comes to being on the road, you're four and five, and you're zero and one in a neutral site game, uh, which was in Fayetteville earlier this year against Campbell. Unfortunately, the game that you got hurt, but you guys will be playing in another. Uh, neutral site tomorrow. I believe they'll count it as a neutral site. You'll be playing against the Charlotte 49ers inside Truist Field, I believe. That's where the Charlotte Knights play, and it's in downtown uh, Charlotte. Have you ever been to that park? No, I've never been, but I've seen pictures of it. Um, it the skyline. It looks, yeah, it, looks, it looks beautiful. It is beautiful, but right. I, you guys have actually been able to play in several minor league ballparks mm-hmm. this year. How, what's yeah. the vibe like in those in yeah. those environments? I mean, it's, it's, it's actually pretty cool. I mean, it's it's nice playing on like fields like that um we 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 definitely have to bring our own energy uh just because it's a big ballpark and there's we don't get as many fans um on the road like that but um i mean we tend to get more fans than the other team so um but yeah it's it's been pretty cool and we're looking forward to playing playing against charlotte on wednesday yeah and i i expect i believe there's a lot of pirate fans that will be filling up that stadium i believe there's some pirate i know a, a handful of pirate fans that live in the charlotte area or the surrounding charlotte charlotte area so you should be hearing some purple gold chants tomorrow in charlotte and then you'll be traveling to uh wichita state for another conference series and uh as i said before you're four and five on the road but you can change that this week uh you've been at home for the past eight games but now it's uh uh you're going on the road uh does that change the mindset of the team and the players or you just kind of kind of stay on pace i mean we it, it shouldn't change our mindset we we should uh still go out there and um attack attack everybody um yeah, definitely. It, I feel like if we change our mindset now, then that's when it's it's just going to go downhill. And yeah, uh, we haven't been playing good on the road, but um, uh, I think we've played we've played good enough these past couple of weeks to where if we go on the road, we'll we'll continue that that streak. 
All right, that is Garrett Saylor inside the Delcor Players Lounge, and uh, good luck to you and the rest of the team this week as you'll travel to Charlotte tomorrow, Wichita State, over the weekend, and then we'll uh, see you back here in De- uh, Clark LeClaire Stadium next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, But you, you're going on the road, and uh, hopefully you guys can turn that – four and five record into a winning record yeah. and uh, yeah, ma- maybe right. get that neutral site record back to even. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we got so. five road games in a row, so hopefully uh, change that. All right, Garrett, I appreciate you stopping in today, and I'm sorry that I wasn't Clip Brock today and you had to talk to me, but uh, I do appreciate fine. you coming in and uh, being my first guest on the show today. Yeah, I'm glad, glad I was. Yes, sir. All right, well, let's take a break, Shirley Rhodes. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll actually have, I believe, some comments uh, from Josh Moreland, Cliff Gowan, and Josh Groves after yesterday's series sweep or series clinching sweep uh, against Cincinnati yesterday. We also had a former Pirate who was in the USFL who, who made a big play, a, a guy that you might recognize. He was just here a few years ago. Uh, we'll have all that and more, so stay tuned to Pirate Radio Live. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself? When you can be a pirate. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home. Or you can save time and just order ahead and skip the line to pick up your from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Chandler Honeycutt. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Appreciate it. I have gotten through my first interview of the day. Thank goodness. I thought I did all right. What do you guys think? I thought you did just fine. Well, I appreciate that. But that first interview was with a guy we haven't seen in a while, especially on the mound. That was Garrett Saylor that was inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Brought to you by Delcor. Uh, brought to you by Delcor. Does your cooling, heating, and plumbing need a professional's touch? Look no further than Delcor. They have over 50 years of experience helping local businesses and re- residential customers with all their H- HVAC and plumbing needs. Tap into five decades worth of expertise when you call the service professionals today at 321-8868 or visit DelcorInc.com. Because why get it just done when you can get it done right? That is Delcor. Thanks for your sponsorship of the Players' Lounge. And uh, we'll step back inside the Players' Lounge and uh, later in today's show at 4 o'clock, we'll talk to Carter Spivey, the Pitcher of the Week in the American Athletic Conference. And we'll also talk to Josh Groves at 5 o'clock. And then 4.30, we'll talk to a former athlete, Brian Bailey. We'll get his thoughts on the success of East Carolina in the past couple of weeks. But uh, let's talk about some of the success of maybe some former Pirates, Shirley Rhodes, as we'll do a Pirate recap over the weekend. We had some former Pirates showing off their talents, whether it was on the baseball diamond or even the football field as well. Okay, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do baseball or do you want to do football? Let's do baseball first. We'll get all the baseball stuff out of the way first. Okay, so we've got, as as we expected, we've got a ton of former Pirates in the minor leagues. uh, Did a 
weekend check of uh, some of the guys that have been uh, in the minors that are already playing. Gavin Williams, Carson Wisenhunt had some great outings last week. Uh, I believe both of them pitched uh, Thursday, if my memory serves correctly, and they both had stellar outings. Connor Norby continues to tear it up in uh, AAA for the Norfolk Tides. Uh, they swept the Nashville Sounds over the weekend. He went uh, two for eight for uh, the weekend and picked up an RBI so he is playing well and by all accounts everything that I have read in terms of all the folks that follow Orioles baseball they fully expect Connor Norby to be a Baltimore Oriole at some point uh, during the 2023 season so that'll be very interesting to keep an eye on because they brought up Adley Rutschman and he is absolutely killing it uh, in the Orioles organization, he had a walk-off home run, uh, his first one of his career for the Orioles on Thursday. So, uh, Connor Norby, uh, as it stands right now, they are fully expecting him to make an appearance in the big leagues at some point this season. So, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, also, Jake Washer is playing for the Iowa Cubs. They have not been able to play this weekend. They've had several games canceled due to inclement weather. So, they've had a little streak of bad luck there in terms of uh, weather situations. Bryant Packard is playing for the Erie Seawolves. And uh, he has played a couple of games uh, yet to register a hit uh, so far this season. He uh, is struggling a little bit at the plate, but I fully expect him to catch fire here soon because, you know, he is Brian Packard. So uh, we're going to keep an eye on him as well. Several pitchers in the minors. Uh, Jeff Hoffman, who uh, is now back in the minor league system, and he is with the Twins organization. He's pitching for the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Uh, the, he pitched yesterday, went five, or excuse me, went two innings and struck out five batters. So he had a good outing. Uh, Zach Agnos uh, plays for the Fresno Grizzlies. He had an outing uh, yesterday. He got rocked a little bit, only went two-thirds of an inning and allowed two runs. And uh, on a couple of hits, he did strike out one batter. So uh, we um, keep an eye on him. And I'm trying to think there's one more that uh, is escaping me right now. Trey Bitten is also on the Akron Rubber Ducks. Mm -hmm. He is in a relief uh, position with uh, the Rubber Ducks right now. So you got Gavin and Trey on that same pitching staff. So you can keep an eye on that. Um, and I am missing one more, and it's just escaping me. Uh, C.J. Mayhew, Bryson Worrell still in that rookie league, um, and they have not yet started their season. So uh, once that starts, uh, you know, if they continue, because they, they joined that rookie season late, and uh, Bryson had uh, a good outing, and C.J. Mayhew also had a good outing. Uh, C.J. Mayhew with, the, uh, of course, the uh, Angels and Bryson with the Braves, and they may get moved up to that uh, single A at some point, but we have not seen that yet. So just um, keeping a close eye on that uh, transaction page just to see if they move around because, of course, in the minor leagues, everybody gets moved around. You get called up, you get set back down, you get shipped, you get promoted and demoted. So uh, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to Major League Baseball. And uh, great updates there, Shirley Rhodes. It's funny when you said Trey Benton was on the Rubber Ducks along with Gavin Williams. Uh, Miss Cheryl Cheryl Williams, who is Gavin Williams' mother, I, I have her on Facebook. She went live the other night when Gavin was pitching on the mound. So I actually was able to watch some of uh, Gavin's, I, I would say live, but obviously there was a delay. But right. I was able to watch Gavin pitch. And uh, anytime that she would end the live, she only went live when he was on the mound. 
So I remember going back at one point and I was like, wait, that's not Gavin. But that stance, that stance on the mound looks very familiar. Who is that? And then it was Trey Bitten. So it's pretty mm-hmm. cool to see two former Pirates, two former Pirate teammates at that on the same uh, minor league And game. one from uh, at your neck of the woods, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Trey yes. Bitten from somewhere around in that way. Samson uh, County? Well, no. So Trey went to West Columbus. and that Oh, is, Columbus County. Uh, Sarah Gorda. But it's, it's spelled C-E-R-R-O-G-O-R-D-O. But I've heard people say Sarah Gorda. So that's the town. It's like right out, right outside of Whiteville. Okay. Um, so Wait, did you just say Whiteville? White, I try to... You want me to say it how I usually say it? I, Wobble. Okay. He's, I was here to say... He's he, right outside of Wobble. Not not normal for you to say Whiteville. So he, you did not have the D in it, brother. Yeah. You're not saying it true. Yeah, so he's from right outside of Whiteville. <laughs> and, and Gavin's right outside of Fayetteville. <laughs> so, but Gavin actually and I live went to in Farmville. Yep. Uh, but Gavin Williams went to Cape Fear, which is right up the road from where I'm from and where Didn't my parents had, did, at the Wasn't restaurant. there a draft party for Gavin yes. at your yes. parents' yes, there uh, was. restaurant? I was telling uh, Garrett Saylor about that, yeah. um, about how Gavin Williams had his draft party, was selected 26th overall, I believe, yeah. in the MLB draft. And he had it right there in downtown Rose, Roseboro, baby, at Vinny's uh, Pizza, Vinny's Italian Restaurant in downtown Roseboro. So, but I remember the day we were actually hanging out, and we were off because I remember being at the house when Junior, Gavin's dad, called my dad and said, "Hey, we're not going to go to Colorado." They had planned on going to Colorado. He said, "We're not going to Colorado now. It's very last minute." He says, "Can we have the draft party at?" Vinny's can we have it and then my dad was like uh hell yeah yes we can sure you talk about a top 30 selection being drafted and him watching it at our restaurant sure so then that's when the light bulb went off in my head I said well wait a minute this is a perfect opportunity for work so I called Jonathan and Troy and all you guys up I said hey um Gavin Williams is having his draft party at my parents place um, do you mind if I come in late this on Monday? And, intern Chandler, I believe. I, no, no I, had you started? I, it, it was my first year as a official employee. Ah. It was my first year as an official employee after the four and a half years I was an intern. But Chad. I, so maybe that was a big step in my first year of employment Hey, here. it was content, baby. Hey, I, I was pumping out content. It was great to have Gavin Williams in, uh, in Roseboro that night and celebrating it with us. So, um, uh, but, As a matter of fact, okay, so two more things. One... I did remember, finally remember the one other player Who I was, was missing. It? That was Thomas Francisco. He plays oh. for the Peoria Chiefs, yes. and he's been playing very well. He's off to a good start. Uh, update on Alec Burleson. He left Sunday's game after he took a foul ball off of his shin. He was listed as day-to-day with a shin contusion. Mm-hmm. The good news is that uh, the x-rays were negative. He is back in the lineup for today's game. Uh, in the DH spot, so he's going to bat second for the St. Louis Cardinals. Awesome. Thanks for the update, Shirley. That, I really don't think there's anyone better in this business when it comes to keeping up with former Pirates and the pros like Shirley Rhodes. And that is a lot to keep up with. It is. It's quite a bit to keep up with because you have to – there's a lot of box score reading. Um, minor League Baseball, their website doesn't do a, a real particularly good job of um, updating their stats and – uh, so sometimes you have to rely on um, uh, just the box score. 
um, because it, it's just difficult. And then you have to read the transactions every single day because, like I said, the, there's a lot of moving parts. So, um, And we talked about Gavin Williams. He's going to be another – he is another prospect that could see some Major League Baseball time before this season is over because even though he is in double-A ball, I would not be the least bit surprised – that he could take the same fast track that Alec Burleson Absolutely. had, where you just kind of burn through all of the uh, the uh, minor leagues before you get that call up. Absolutely. And by the way, I saw a video. There's two things I want to point out here. I saw a video of him pitching, of him uh, him striking out like five or six guys mm-hmm. in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing I want to point out, we knew this guy was big, but he is 6'6", 255 pounds. Yeah, he's a big boy. He is 6'6". 255 pounds throwing like 100 miles per hour so he's got the tools physically and you know just i mean with that 100 miles per hour fastball that could just sit mm-hmm. just about anybody down speaking of sitting people down one of the four or five batters that they showed him striking out take a guess of who one of those batters were it's bryant packard <laughs> he sat down oh, yeah. and i was talking to a guy yeah. in the jungle yesterday and i told him hey i saw uh I saw Gavin struck out Brian Packard. Guy said he struck him out twice. Yeah. <laughs> he struck out uh, Packard twice. So a little pirate on pirate crime there. Yeah, but. and Carson Wisenhunt is, uh, you know, I want to go back to him for just a moment because I don't want to overshadow uh, Carson with the, the success that uh, Gavin had because Carson had a very short season last year. He wasn't able to, I believe he was, yeah, he did do the rookie league last year. So he had a short season. And he has come back and... From what I understand in some of the videos that I've seen, his uh, off-speed pitches are absolutely filthy. Uh, He has really worked on his off-speed pitching, um, and he has been very successful, at least in the single A. Uh, He has, uh, you know, he has really gotten the attention of the uh, Giants, uh, you know, in terms of keeping a very close eye on him. He is going to, he's already a high prospect for the Giants, but I think as he continues uh, through this minor league, you know, minor league season, um, he is with the uh, San Jose Giants, which is the single A team, and uh, I think that you're going to see, you know, a, a fast track if he continues to pitch at the level that he's pitching right now. And I mean, he made the batters look absolutely foolish uh, Thursday when he took the mound for Fresno. I mean, excuse me for San Jose. So uh, if he continues that that track and he continues to be successful. I, I think he and uh, and Gavin will both, you know, at some point be at least in AAA by the end of the season. If not, I I think Carson might have a little bit of a slower track, just because he's a he's kind of a season. You know, Gavin's had a full season, um, and uh, in the minors, and you know, like I said, Carson only had that short season, so he may have to you know slow it down just a little bit. But I think both of them are well on their way to the path to to the majors Shirley Rhodes is on top of it when it comes to former pirate baseball players in the pros there's nobody like it in the business you want to take a time out when we come back or um we- actually let's do one more thing uh since we talk baseball let's talk a little football okay, because the USFL kicked off their season over the weekend and uh one Warren Saba had Warren a Saba. stellar uh game and of course if you remember he um Oh, let me see if I remember correctly. He injured himself last year, was out, could not play. So he's back this year. He's with the Michigan Panthers. And his first game back, this is what he did. The horse enters. 
pick six all the way. Warren Saba out of East Carolina. He had four picks at East Carolina's senior year alone. Jack, it's two slants, and Saba's covering the inside slant, and he jumps the outside slant. You got to see what the inside cover guy does. A savvy move by Saba, and a big-time play for the Panthers. And what a tackle by Kenji Bahar. Things were starting. The, the Panthers were reeling a little bit. They had the block punt. They had the unnecessary roughness. One more time, a big play by Saban changes the momentum of the whole thing. He was so close. So close. So they, close to a pick six. That guy basically, I mean, Saban was stretching out trying to get it to, to break the plane. They eventually knocked the ball loose, but it went out of bounds, so they ended up placing the ball at the two. Um, he, uh, Michigan did eventually you know put the ball in and score a touchdown but warren saber just is close for getting a pick six in his first uh, game back in the usfl and the guy if i remember correctly watching the video the guy that he got to like the three or two yard line guy wraps him up he's able to stand up and i'm sitting there thinking watching the replay like just stretch just stretch out just stretch out and score but he he was just uh, what a yard or two short but that set him up for a touchdown and it's great to see guys like warren saber who were kind of overlooked when it comes to the nfl especially you know trying to get drafted and didn't even get uh, a fair shake when it comes to like an undrafted free agent deal but the good thing about the usfl and the xfl and these types of platforms for these players is if you make enough of those plays then you might can propel yourself to the big league, which is the National Football League. So, all right. Um, oh, I, th- I thought Glenn was getting ready to say something. But, yes, you're right. And I think what it was is I think Warren, you know, first of all, if you go back and you look at that replay, Warren, you know, he jumps the route. But, I mean, he jumped the route. The quarterback had was so glued on the receiver, never saw Warren, and I don't know what he was looking at, to be honest with you, because Warren was by himself. It wasn't like there was another defender in the area and was trying to avoid that one and didn't see Warren. Warren was all alone, and that Houston Gambler quarterback just made that pass, and Warren stepped right in front of it, and he had nothing but green grass, and it was fun to watch Warren. You know, Like I said, he was out all season long last year due to an injury. He had to fight his way back and, and get back on the roster. And he was booking it down that sideline. And then when he got wrapped up, he was trying to drag the guy. Yeah. And I think that's what it, he was so concerned about dragging him that at the last minute, I think he decided to stretch. But at that point, the guy was already pulling him back. But uh, good to see him. He also registered three tackles in that game. So, uh, you know, he is off to a stellar start. And, of course, uh, Skip Holtz in the USFL uh, uh, coaching the Birmingham Stallions, who won the USFL championship last year. So he is back uh, for another year. So there's going to be a lot to keep up with in terms of uh, Pirates and the Pros. And then, of course, we've got the NFL draft coming up. Yep. Uh, you know, we've got Keaton Mitchell, Ryan Jones, of course, Holt Naylor's. Um, C.J. Johnson and Isaiah, I missing, Winstead. Isaiah, Isaiah Winstead. So we've got some players that potentially could, you know, uh, get picked up uh, draft weekend. So we're going to keep a close eye on that. And if you want to keep up with the latest, like, rumors in terms of what teams are interested in what players, 
you know, make sure you follow us on our social media as well because uh, we are constantly keeping up with that. Uh, I think the latest report was uh, there was an article that came out today. Uh, some guy wrote an article about why he thought that the Patriots might be a good fit for Holt Nailers. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be there's a lot of lot of interest in Keaton Mitchell because right now the the downside is his size, but the upside is his speed, and uh, a lot of teams are are really really taking notice of not only just Holton but Keaton as well. Yeah, uh, Holton. I don't know who he's hired, if he's hired anybody for like PR assistance or like just getting his name out there, but there has been some awesome articles uh, on Holt Naylor's, the former QB1 here at East Carolina. Um, and the, well, I don't know if you saw the one, I think we posted it, but yeah, the one the about one him about being he, a like real a Viking. Viking. Like yeah. he's, from, he's a descendant of like a real, not, not a Conley Viking, because he is a Conley Viking. I, I was about to say, not only is he a DH Conley Viking, but he's, but he's an like, actual Viking. Like a real Viking. Which kind of makes sense because all of Morgan's kids are like seven foot tall. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't argue with that. They are Nordic as heck. Dude. <laughs> they <laughs> really yeah, are. Yeah, yeah that's, you ever, that's a good there, point. There's a video, there's a picture out there somewhere of Morgan of and all of them his together. Boys and yes. all the boys. They're huge. Because yeah. you can tell the scale because there's some other like normal sized humans in the in the group photo. Because there's like some wives and stuff right. in there, and you can tell the scale. You can see the comparison, right? The scale of these Nordic humans <laughs> yeah. versus everybody else. You can see the comparison between a Viking and a just a regular and the human. The thing being. about Holton is yeah. in his in his family, he's the smallest one. The brothers I think. are are bigger. Yeah, I think he's the smallest one in his yeah. family. No, he is. I, I believe he is. You look at those pictures; <laughs> he is actually like the shortest one, and may, I mean he's definitely the shortest one out of the boys. But uh, amongst us. He's a big guy. Oh, he comes in here and he yeah. like I have to look up at him and yeah. I'm like this guy's a quarterback. Yeah, and so and and now I can say this guy's a Viking. He's, I think it's helping him up because he grew up with these older brothers that were just and giants. They, yeah, and they probably just pounded him into the yes. ground as kids. So, I mean, you go back and look at his little league days. You know when he played baseball, and yeah. you look at him. You know, compare you know thirteen year old Holt Nailers to a traditional thirteen year old, and man. He really looks, looks you know, the part. oh, he definitely looks the part. So uh, looking forward to keeping up with, uh, you know, because I know the Packers have some interest in Holton, uh, the Giants. The Patriots out there Patriots, recently. yeah. So there's uh, the been Bills, a lot. The Bills, like I saw. Oh, Bills. yeah, the Bills. I've seen a lot yeah. of smoke like, with the Bills. Like yeah. uh, uh, the smoke I've been seeing from the Bills is that, like, who's a quarterback that can be behind Josh Allen and can develop can emulate the, the style. And yeah. that name is Holton Nailers in, yeah. in, in this one particular article that I saw. So the, uh, the exposure is being put out there for Holton Nailers, and uh, it should be an interesting weekend for him and his family uh, come next weekend when it is NFL Draft Weekend. Carter Spivey is here. We'll Let's talk to him. Let's take a break. We'll take a break. We'll go back inside the Delcor Players Lounge brought to you by Delcor, and we'll talk to the pitcher of the week in the American Athletic Conference, Carter Spivey. So stay tuned. We'll have him. We'll have a lot more in hour number two. Stay tuned. We're right back right after this. I can't give you what you want, but you got to come home with me. And I still got some good old loving and I got some boring stories.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor Program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Chandler. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Appreciate it. Welcome back into Pirate Radio Live. Going back inside the Delcor Players Lounge, we talked to Garrett Saylor in hour number one. We'll talk to uh, Josh Gross coming up in hour number three. We'll have Brian Bailey also in this hour as well. But right now, we will talk to, I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but the pitcher of the week in the American Athletic Conference, he is Carter Spivey. Carter, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. How are you? Now, we, I mean, you, you're told, or at least we're told, that you guys ignore the noise, but you can't help but kind of sit back and enjoy that Pitcher of the Week award. I mean, you talked about it in the media day and preseason about your highs and your lows and uh, in your career here at ECU and your long career here at ECU, but you've been doing really good this year uh, as the Saturday starter, and uh, you did a great job this past week, and obviously you did because you've been named the Pitcher of the Week. So talk about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a tremendous honor, but uh, try not to look too much into it. Um, try to keep or try to stay kind of level-headed, stay even keel and everything, because once you start riding the highs and the lows, that's when you get in trouble. So uh, that, that's something I've picked up and, and learned over my, my time here, and as you mentioned, my long time here. But, uh, but yeah, obviously it's a tremendous honor, and uh, Josh Moylan, I believe, was also on honor roll. So he had, a, he had a heck of a week this week, too. You, you brought up Josh Moylan. I was going to bring him up later in the in the interview, but that's another guy that we talked to in the, in the media on media day in the preseason right before you guys kicked off the season against George Washington. That was the guy we talked to about his mental side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, maybe, I guess, he wants to say a down year last year, and maybe his mental side of things was not the best, but he talked about the offseason, and the, the biggest thing he wanted to do was to get his mental side right, to get more positive, to be able to say, I get to come out to the ballpark every single day. And we've been able to see him have a great season. We have had we saw him over the weekend have a home run in each of uh, the three games. Right, that yeah. you guys had so you you guys both when it comes to the mental side of things you guys kind of are on that same page and you guys are kind of bouncing back from that yeah absolutely i mean baseball is a very uh it's a very tricky very humbling game uh once you start you know getting a little too overconfident or maybe you're too, a little too low like it, it can it can surprise you um and like i said that's something i picked up with or picked up on over my my time here and i mean credit to josh obviously you mentioned it last year probably wasn't the year that he wanted or expected but i mean look at him now he's the best he's ever been and uh, i think that's just kind of tells you about who he is as a person and as a player you were talking about it earlier about being level-headed being even killed not getting too high not getting too low i was talking to garrett about this earlier but we seen the midweek woes earlier in the year uh, but one thing that we saw earlier in the year after those midweek losses is that you guys would go out and produce and, and perform well and get the series either win or sweep. I want to say it was a sweep every time after a weekend or a midweek loss. Uh, so you guys are not getting too low, and you guys are bouncing back. And I also mentioned the one in three week. I don't want to talk about it too much because you don't want to talk. You don't want to go back in the past. But you guys had that one in three week just a couple of weeks ago.
ago, but since then you haven't won a, you haven't lost a ball game. So uh, you guys have been able to bounce back, and I guess that just kind of tells you the mentality, and uh, that just tells you a lot about this program and the the mindset for these players. Absolutely, um, it's, it's important to remember that because obviously you're not gonna you're not gonna be perfect when you go out there. Um, you know, it's a baseball is a lot different than uh, maybe like you know football or other sports where um, you know you're only playing once a week or you know baseball it's it's four games a week right and uh or at least four games a week and um i think the goal is to go out there and just play as hard as you can and um the more times you do that the more times you'll you end up on the winning side talk to josh grows yesterday after the game we'll also talk to him in the uh in the third hour of today's program but uh he talked about how uh, this offense. I mean, this offense is really has been producing runs, and when it, when they're doing that, and when they're putting up runs like they have, especially on Saturday and Sunday, where you saw a two-hour game because of a run rule situation, yeah. that's got to be a really. It has to bring a lot of confidence to you guys on the mound when you know your offense is going out there and putting up runs for you guys. Absolutely, it definitely uh, makes our job as pitchers a lot easier. And then on top of that, I mean, our defense this weekend was unbelievable. And we robbed, you know, two home runs on Friday. And, you know, he had Joey Barini making diving plays at shortstop. And it's just – it's really fun when, you know, all three facets of the game are uh, are clicking like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you brought it up. I forgot about it. But the web gems this weekend were everywhere. And, yeah. uh, and now I guess it's very confident for you guys on the mound when your offense is producing. And then you also have – you can go out there and say, hey – uh, I don't have to strike every single batter out. I know my defense is going to play well behind That's me. That's right. That's right. I definitely, uh, it's a little relieving as a pitcher because obviously you're not going to strike everybody out, even though uh, you know you might want to really badly. But uh, you know you need you need a good defense behind you to to help you out. And I mean we got one of the best defenses in the country, and you saw that this weekend during the eight game winning streak that you guys have going on right now. Uh, what a weird week it was last week uh, when you guys were facing UCF. You finished that series. And we haven't talked to you since, but you finished that series before nighttime on Friday of last week. So uh, talk about maybe the rearranging of the schedule for you. How weird was it for you? How's your arm feeling, I guess? Uh, So talk about that weird week, that that uh, reconstructed week last week. Yeah, so if I remember correctly, I think it was like a – we played Houston the weekend before Friday, Saturday, Sunday, normal week, and then – uh, we played doubleheader Thursday and then the one game Friday. And, you know, as pitchers, starting pitchers, um, you know, you kind of get really set in your routines and everything. And obviously, you know, I think me and Groves both had five – or basically on two short – or, yeah, two two days short rest. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, we I think we were both, uh, you know, a little, a little exhausted after that. But, I mean, other than that, it didn't really change anything. And then we got those two days back this past week. And, uh, you know, it, it really wasn't anything crazy. But Yeah, and uh, I'll give credit to Clip Brock on that one. Before I did see Clip today uh, before he had to go back to jury duty. But he did want to ask you about that. And uh, you mentioned routine. We've mm-hmm. probably talked with you about this before. But what is the routine of, of Carter Spivey, knowing that you're the Saturday guy? Because last year there was a lot of uncertainty in the rotation. You really mm-hmm. never knew where you were going to pitch, if you were going to start, if you were going to have to come in for relief. So now that you know, hey, I'm the Saturday guy, I'm going to come in on Saturday and, and pump strikes, what is the routine for Carter Spivey? Uh, so if I'm throwing Saturday, I take Sunday completely off from throwing. I'll get a uh, like a, a light lift, get a lot of treatment in, try to make my arm and body feel better, and then uh, Monday will be a light catch play with another like heavier lift. Tuesday, 
um, a moderate throwing day, uh, no lift or anything. We usually got practice or a, or a game. Uh, Wednesday is my bullpen day. Uh, Thursday is another light recovery day. Friday, moderate, and then Saturday game time. Uh, you guys have been home for quite a while. I believe that eight-game winning streak was at home, maybe. I could be wrong, but I do know you guys had a long homestand there in uh, Clark LeClaire Stadium. You'll now go on the road. Uh, I looked at the uh, your home record is outstanding but uh i believe you guys are four and five on the road zero and one in neutral site games you'll play in a neutral site tomorrow we won't see you tomorrow but we will see you this weekend in wichita state but uh you guys have a chance to kind of rewrite the script when it comes to road games and uh, being successful on the road this week yeah road games are are really tough and uh road series are even tougher uh, just because you know obviously you're not you're not playing in a familiar environment and um uh, you know, on the road, we kind of get a little bit more downtime than we would here. He's obviously, you know, guys got class and everything, so they're busy during the day, and then, you know, they go to the game after. But on the road, like, you're just kind of chilling in a hotel yeah. for, for hours and hours. But, um, but yeah, no, this is this is going to be a really challenging week, I think, and it's going to be a, uh, you know, a, a fun week, too, just kind of see, um, you know, what we're made of. We've been playing really well the past couple weeks, and um, we got to look to continue to, to build and, and get better and, you know, win – win these next couple games and the trend continues tomorrow night when you guys will be playing on a neutrals field i guess they want to say it's neutral i mean you guys are playing charlotte but y'all are playing in truest field which is in downtown charlotte have you ever been to that ballpark i actually have a couple times i haven't played in it though man i've i've seen pictures i've been by the ballpark i've never been to a game inside there but they've got it's the skyline and the outfield yeah uh, but how great, how, how fun has it been to be going on the road and playing in these minor league ballparks? You were successful in one in Kannapolis when you guys beat Queens. Uh, that was a tough game, but you guys did get the win. And then obviously the uh, unfortunate loss in Fayetteville. But that, that Fayetteville minor league ballpark was pretty cool too. Yeah, I think it's really neat to play in uh, you know stadiums and environments that you haven't been in before, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the first time. Um, that we that we played in any of those stadiums, uh, Truist Field included, coming up uh, here this week. But um, I think it's just it's just really cool. It's a different environment, different atmosphere, and just just really fun. And talking to Carter Spivey, if you have a question for Carter, you can talk to us on Facebook or YouTube Live to ask him a question. But uh, I do have a couple of questions from your teammate Garrett Saylor. Okay. Well, I, I actually was going to ask you about this anyway because we found this out yesterday when you came to the media scrum. Um, I believe Stephen Igo had asked you about it, but look, we already have enough injuries on the team. Uh, if you could try not to hurt yourself, but I'm you, you kind of dodged a bullet there uh, in the in the past few days, huh? Yeah, well, sort of. I, I did I did wear a baseball off the face there on uh, on Monday, and uh, I broke my nose, but it's nothing nothing too serious. It doesn't really bother me at all. And uh, you know, obviously, I was able to pitch with it on Saturday. And, uh, it all went fine. Didn't bother me at all. So I think I'm, I'm all good. Yeah, and uh, we saw JJC in the preseason. I know I was actually out there um, during that scrimmage when he took one off the nose, mm-hmm. and uh, he he dodged the bullet there. And obviously, JJC still out with his situation. Then hopefully we'll see him in the latter part of the season. And uh, but uh, also Garrett Saylor had a question for you. Okay. Um, actually, I believe I was supposed to ask this without saying who it was, but well, that's uh, okay. Garrett Saylor asked, when was the last time you cooked? Last time I cooked dinner? Oof. It's been a while. I, uh, I'm i not very good with that. I, I, I say I, I'm going to be, and then I never follow through with it. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's probably been a couple months. I think the last time I cooked was when me and the Saylor and Hoover grilled out at the house. Probably a couple months ago. 
uh, Carter, excuse me. Um, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. This is the Players' Lounge. This is for players who play baseball currently and people that used to play baseball. So if you could please leave, sir. I'm not here. Oh, okay. Uh, by the way, Clip Brock is back from Jerry Diddy, so apparently he got out of that earlier than uh, than expected. But uh, talking to Carter Spivey inside the Delcor Players Lounge, and uh, uh, we're, we're talking about you know the eight game winning streak, and the, you guys have a chance to kind of revamp the uh, the the script when it comes to going on the road and being successful. And you got a chance to doing that this week. We've talked about being even kill, not getting too high, not getting too low. We've seen it. You guys are on an eight-game winning streak. Some Pirate fans out there might say uh, they're going to get big-headed, but that's not the case with this program, is it? No, not at all. Coach G won't let us. <laughs> yeah, you got to ignore the noise. But the noise right. this week, at least for the day, is that Carter Spivey is the pitcher of the week in the AAC. Um, you know, let's take a timeout. Let's take a break. We'll come back and when, uh, we'll let Clip. We'll let Clip come into the uh, players' lounge and ask a few questions. Why not? No, you're not going to come in here and, and literally stare me down. I'm I've been, you're the host. Let me turn your mic on. I've read the reviews. You're doing a great job. I don't want to. This is like taking Carter out if he's got a no hitter through four innings. Why change it if it's working? Like Cliff Guy was coming the, out and like, no, leave, yeah, leave me I'm in. in the bullpen if you need me. But right now, you're throwing great. You're getting outs. Uh, I don't want to mess with this. All right. Well, let's take a timeout and uh, hopefully we can get some people to throw some questions into the facebook or youtube live chat maybe on twitter as well so because uh, i'm am running uh running out of questions for carter but we will we'll talk to him and wrap it up with him in the dale court players lounge when we return stay tuned we'll be right back right after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show welcome back do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties are you curious about the current real estate market do you need a property manager for rental houses ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Chandler. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Big dog Lynn Griffin on the video side of things. We have the Clipper back. Clip Brock is back in studio but he's not back in the host chair quite yet uh, he will talk to brian bailey in just a moment he's coming up around the 4 30 4 35 mark and then at five o'clock we'll talk to josh Groves. where i was able to talk to josh Groves uh yesterday uh after the win and uh, i believe i haven't talked to you about this yet carter but you know when your offense is producing runs like your offense has been doing uh, in the past couple of games especially saturday and sunday it's got to be Oh, we've already talked about this, but I'll ask you again. It's got to—you got to feel pretty confident when your when your offense is going out there and just pumping up runs like that. Yeah, we're literally really talking about the offense last segment. <laughs> um, I don't even listen to myself. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean it's definitely. Go check the clip exciting. I posted no, on Twitter. This, this is for clip. Clip, tell clip how confident it is to get runs up. 
eye contact yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> um no i mean it definitely it's definitely fun and uh makes makes the pitcher's job a lot a lot easier and we, we mentioned it earlier but uh the defense was also outstanding too so not just the offensive aspect but defensively too um i think like the last two weeks or so it's just been uh a real joy to be a part of, and it's fun watching them go out there and, and handle their business like they have been. Blaine, I, I asked, uh, you turn me on there, buddy. I asked Carter during the break, uh, is the offense too good? Would you rather them had only been up nine runs so you could have kept on going? You went seven complete. It looked like you had another inning or two in you. So were you kind of almost bummed you didn't get to go out for an eighth and ninth? Uh, I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Selfishly, like I, I take my uh, my start days very personal. Like, so that's the the one day a week that I get to pitch, and obviously I want to stay out there as long as possible. But I mean, I can't be I can't be mad that we won in seven, and obviously our offense is, was unbelievable this weekend. And uh, you know, it's a fun fun weekend. If you have a question for Carter, tune in to Facebook or YouTube Live and ask the question in the comments section. We have one from Jamie. He wants to know from Carter who is the best hitting pitcher on the team. Who do you think that is? Uh, obviously me. You? Really? <laughs> so no, so I, said he took one out during BP. Yeah. Have I mean, you took I mean, one out? I have. I have balls out in BP, yeah. Nice. Sailor Sailor has the the uh, the, the box score, you know, the stats, because I think he's one for two. He actually has two ABs. Yeah. And uh, he had a little swinging bunt, which doesn't show up in the box score, but he probably hit that ball maybe 15 miles an hour down the first baseline. and somehow got a hit but uh yeah i'm gonna have to go with myself is he the only pitcher right now on the roster with a hit i believe so now that Ryder and agnos and then yeah we're gone. i think mayhew got a couple of at bats and bridgie got a yeah couple of he had a big one and he got a, he got a hit at georgia southern too yeah. if i remember correctly but, uh, but yeah i think those are the only only few jamie's asking on youtube he says i've really been wondering this for a long time do they get to do they get to pick out somewhere or order whatever ECU swag merch they want for free? For example, shoes, hats, sweatshirts, etc. I don't really know. Uh, that no, I mean that's kind of all all given to us. Yeah, as uh, uh, perks of uh, being sponsored by Adidas, I think, and uh, they give us a lot of stuff. And uh, we don't we don't want like go out and order things necessarily. If we want something, then we have to we have to actually like buy it. But as far as free stuff, we kind of get it all from. Uh, from being partnered with adidas did you ask the question about the powder purple no i'll let you ask that uh does carter know if they decided not to not bring 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 out the powder purple jerseys again haven't seen them in a while not complaining about it he says uh what's the status of the powder Um, purple i wouldn't be surprised if we wear them on uh wednesday against charlotte um i think i think we're I think the past few times we've worn them has been road games. I think we're I think we're sticking with the uh, the purple jersey pin pants at home on Saturday. So I'm assuming that the uh, the powder purple is going to be in a way away uniform. Which is your pitching jersey, correct? The purple yeah. and uh, is that your call or? It actually was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Blake, our uh, director of baseball ops, asked me. He's like, "Do you want to wear the powders or the uh, purple and pins?" And I chose purple and pins. Nice. It's a good look. And you guys have uh, played well in the pinstripes. Yeah, this season. And I, I mean, I, I think the, the pinstripes are a clean look. Too. They are. They look awesome. Yeah. All I, I've heard from past and current players, they're not as comfortable maybe as the other jerseys. Is that No, but they probably look the best of, yeah. of all the uniforms that we have. And sometimes you just got to look good, you know? Look good, feel good, play good. There you go. 
uh eric eric on youtube says i don't care about jury duty i can't control jury duty don't want to talk about jury duty that is um, a cliff Godwin talking about weather reference i believe he does not care about the weather i don't know if you knew that or not no Carter. he does not no he does not neither do we really i mean it's just part of it that's like, something you just can't control right that's so. right i mean it doesn't show up in the box score it doesn't say oh they lost because it was cold no you, you win or lose it's a good question chandler <laughs> what if he could control the weather what would you do what kind of day would it be today i mean sunny and about 70 75 degrees that's that's perfect baseball pretty similar to what we're having right so. yeah there would never be like well you'd have to have rain somewhere the you know yeah get the rain on the crops and let them grow but on our off days maybe like, yeah there you rain go on our perfect. Off days. You got any more questions? I'm out of gas. <laughs> I'm out of. I, my stamina is. See, I, this is my Dude, first start. You've done great. You've but done hey, d- no, seriously, Carter, I, I do want to know how have I done? You've done great. You've done a good job. Great. Do you hear how high his voice? Yeah, guy? yeah. Hey, you're doing great. Good. That's not good. <laughs> you, you did really good. Chandler, I read the reviews. It sounds like you did fantastic. I'm no, saying, you did awesome great. job, dude. Uh, it was great, and um, I mean, I was I was ready to, you know, fill the role. Because I know you had to go to jury duty and stuff. So you ever been to jury duty, Clark? I have not. Yeah, I haven't either. Chandler, no. I, haven't, I haven't either. Has anybody in there? Uh, I believe yeah. Shirley has. This is my third time. They really That's like crazy. me as a juror. Yeah, that is. Well, they know I'm fair and balanced. Yeah, and there's actually someone we know that's there one of our uh, regular guests is actually on the jury. He actually commented. I don't know. So I don't know if I'll have an opponent for name that sound this Thursday. Me. All right, you ready to go? I'm ready you to roll. You got a newfound confidence after hosting Two weeks. That? Two weeks off. Yeah. I want to play with some of the players one day. Maybe they can recognize some names if Shirley wants to do that. That's one. a good idea. Maybe we'll do a Players Lounge edition of Name That Sound. That'd be a good idea. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you want to wrap it up with uh, Carter Spivey? Uh, yeah. I reckon, got anything uh, else? I'm about out of questions here. Uh, let's see. Well, Cass says, hatless clip is throwing me off. You've ever seen Super Mario without his hat. It kind of looks like that. <laughs> I want to see that Super Mario movie. I wish they'd have made this 30 years ago when I was really into Mario Brothers or whatever. But um, it looks really good. You said, what are you watching these days, Carter? Anything good? Uh, I mean... You know, actually, I did just watch the uh, entire Hangover trilogy you know, a, couple, <laughs> okay. a couple days ago. I'm, For the first time? Or? No, not the oh, first okay. time. It was just on Netflix. I didn't didn't know what to watch, and it just popped up. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to watch this. And, I mean, that's that's just funny good for some laughs now the first one was amazing oh yeah yeah i don't re- you know what i should go back and watch two and three i don't really remember i didn't even I know there was a three I'll, now that i'll, I'll spoil it for you I'll okay yeah i mean the first one's obviously the best i think yeah but uh yeah i mean it's, it's a good, good little trilogy there all right with the hangover crew who describe who on the team would you put in each spot oh, for each goodness. character great question okay thank you who's zach galifianakis I'm gonna have to go Lane Hoover, <laughs> <laughs> or there's I think there's two options. I think Lane Hoover or there's a freshman Lane Essery is are the two uh, the two guys there. What was his name in the movie? I can't remember it. Alan. 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 Yeah. All right. So um, who is the Bradley Cooper character? I probably have to go Grows for that one. To be honest with you. All right why is that what is, i'm trying to so I don't know. he's like i'm trying to think like personality wise like i think the bradley Cooper. i think his name's phil in the movies is like the most he's like the good looking ladies man the yeah, like the most like laid back kind of like carefree like 
doesn't really care like what's kind of going on just kind of he's got some flow in the uh movie he does he? gross yeah. is to work on his flow he doesn't really have yeah. any so that's the one and then you've got the uh ed, the dentist. ed helms ed role helms. he's yeah. the, the like the nerd doctor um so who's the nerd on the team well bradley cooper could be josh Warren with the flow he's got a little flow but, yeah. yeah um nerd I know I'm making me think here now. You're not the nerd, are you? If you I started to say, if you can't come yeah, up with yeah, it, yeah, 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 we had you. to put you in that spot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll volunteer as tribute there. Right. <laughs> Who's the naked Asian? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who's most likely to be naked in the trunk of a car on the baseball team? <laughs> See, y'all were having a good show until I got here. This is Chandler's question, not mine. Don't blame me for this. I'm gonna, I, I don't know. I'm at the pass. Pass? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got a pass. Uh, the guy that dances currently on the team, Jay Connor. Jay Connor. Yeah. yeah. Did you I ask like, him about his dancing? I feel like Jay Connor. No. Did I ask you? I asked Garrett. I haven't asked you yet. Mm-hmm. But I, I was telling Garrett about this. Like, how did that start? One. How did it start? Two. I didn't see this in Jay Connor. He doesn't seem like a guy that would go out there and do this just by no, observing him in post game interviews and seeing him on the mound. But how did it get started, and can you guys believe it, like us fans believe him going out there and dancing like that? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why it, it, it works so well, honestly, because he really isn't like that kind of that kind of person. He's not like the most outgoing, um, you know, dancing kind of guy. But uh, I, mean, I think it's funny that way, and he's bringing out some classic dance moves like the sprinkler and everything out there. Yeah, that makes it even funnier. The gritty. I, I saw him hit the gritty. The worst gritty of all time. But yeah, no, it's, it's I like funny. the uh, whatever this is. He was know. doing the sprinkler. The sprinkler, yeah. Soldier Boy. I guess that was. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, and this is like a tradition now. Like I feel like he's yeah. going out there every single game the past few. When there's a uh, mound visit for I the think, opposing team. Yeah, I think it started. I want to say against NC State. I, I want to say that's when it started, but I can't. I can't remember for certain, and I don't know why he started doing it. He just did it. And some of the one of the funniest things about the situation is is the videos that I see. Like you've posted one, and there's some other people that have posted. There's some people that are like over there and going, "All right, go, Jake," splashing water on him and yeah. stuff. But like he's uh, he's out there dancing like a fool. And there's some people that are just not paying any attention to him in the dugout. Like they're just like paying him no mind. It's so funny to me. Yeah, no, so. it's uh, it's part of trying to get the uh, the crowd involved and uh, just get. It. A little bit of energy, a little bit of a little bit of laughs, lighten the mood in the dugout type deal. And I love how traditions uh, begin organically, like the um, safety dance. Safety, safety dance. dance came from Chris Holba, yep. his his warm up song, and everybody was doing it, and it was, became a thing. So now this is becoming a thing, there you go, just man. on its own. So starting traditions. That's yes, sir. All right, Carter enjoyed it man yep. for my time chandler you can wrap it up all right man uh carter i do appreciate you coming in and being serious i did a good job you did great <laughs> hell yeah see my voice was the same there I did, yes I did no, yeah. you had some bass in that one yeah, yeah. that was good Try all right lower it. that was carter spivey <laughs> did a great job uh, <laughs> uh pigeon for ecu talked to him we talked to garrett sailor earlier my time here as the host for today is done it's been great it's been fun talked to garrett sailor we talked about Warren Saba's uh, interception. 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 Talked to Carter Spivey in the Delcor Players Lounge. Clip is going to talk to Brian Bailey coming up here shortly. Got to find a hat. He'll also talk to Josh Groves in the third hour. All that and more. Stay tuned to Pirate Radio Live here on Pirate Radio. We'll be right back right after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. I was hoping Chandler would go the rest of the way, uh, but he was ready to exit the game. Allowing no earned runs. Arm was getting sore. A little tired. Yeah, stamina's still not there. But, I mean, I thought I did pretty good. Yeah. Could work. Look, you have to get out of your comfort zone sometimes in order to grow. And I feel like I need to grow. Where'd you read that at? Uh, somewhere. Uh, some book I read. All right. Um, but, I, look, you got to get out of your comfort zone and be thrown in the fire sometimes. And I did, and I thought I took advantage of that. Well, we may need you uh, at some point later this week. I'm not completely out of the woods yet, but I am uh, good for today and uh, looks like probably tomorrow as well. So great to be here. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Uh, thank you to the big dog who has exited stage left and we'll welcome on now double b brian bailey had a great show earlier this afternoon with steve shankweiler he joins us now on pirate radio live bb how you doing sir is it guilty or innocent that's the big question well i uh, was not picked for the jury uh bailey so i have not heard any details of the case so i do not know such a man that's gonna be a bad feeling if you don't get picked <laughs> well no not at all <laughs> It's uh, uh, we'll talk to uh, one of our regulars who joins us on the show every week. Was picked, so we can get a recap with him uh, if he joins us Thursday. If it, uh, yeah, so uh, recognized a, a few folks in there at uh, at jury duty earlier today, serving the uh, community, Bailey, doing my civic duty. You are. It is. You are. I wish it was like interesting the entire time, but man, there is a ton of downtime. It's very boring if i could be there and like i i have served on a jury before uh when i it was like 20 years ago um and it was pretty fascinating to hear a case and see the what the da presented what the defense attorney presented it is pretty neat but it's also very boring at the same time i just watch matlock (laughs) (laughs) all right um all right jamie wants to hear about the owen daffer transfer wants to talk about that so uh, Bailey saw that over the weekend. East Carolina kicker Owen Daffer, who went from hero to goat uh, in a matter of uh, a season and a half or so, a season and a game, and just uh, kind of the roller coaster that is a college football kicker. The Pirates brought in. Did you see the uh, transfer ECU brought in at kicker Bailey? Do you know that name? Uh, I saw it when it came. Speaking of goats, Austin. Jerry Rice. Uh, it's hard to forget that name. Oh, yeah. They had a kicker named Jerry Rice coming in, uh, but Owen Daffer transferring out Bailey, and uh, this comes after the spring. So you've got what late margin uh, at kicker. You bring in a transfer, and maybe Daffer saw the writing on the wall there. I assume. Probably so, and and you hate it for him because, as you said, I mean he was he was the hero. Man, I'll never forget that Navy game, and that was such a tough kick. 
And when he made it, that was such a big win for East Carolina and for Mike Houston's program. But uh, he had a chance to make a couple other kicks that would have been even bigger, and just didn't happen. So you, you feel you feel bad for him, but you know you know Pirates got to do what they got to do to to, to get the best player out there, and probably he was not going to be that best player. Yeah, and uh, going to see a few of these. Already seen a few uh, with East Carolina post spring, and they're going to look to add uh, as Mike Houston and talked to donnie kirkpatrick last week said they're going to add somebody at the quarterback position um i asked donnie kirkpatrick last week bailey about you know we love a depth chart we, we can you name a starter at quarterback and he gave the whole well we got two guys that we think can win for us and there's two ways to to think about that one is all right great we got uh, two quarterbacks alex flynn and mason garcia looking good that can be ready on game day the the if you want to look at it glass half empty it's mason hasn't you know kind of overtaken his spot as the leader of this team as the number one quarterback so you can go glass half full or glass half empty on that i guess uh, depending on how you look at it well they also have that saying in football if you have two quarterbacks you really don't have any yeah so that's the other the other way you have to look at it but i think you know i, I think in this situation you know they're still trying to see if, if Mason can get a hold of everything and, you know, the way they want their offense run, it looks like Alex Flynn has gotten it figured out that, that he is, uh, you know, somebody over there told me that, that he's been kind of like a Holt Nailers on the field, that he knows it so well and get him into, the, the, you know, the protections and that kind of thing. So I think that that may be the, you know, the hang up. I think talent wise, there's no question who QB one is, but until they get the whole package figured out, then I think you have to. You may be looking at a little bit of a quarterback competition. So what? Uh, this is all crystal ball sports talk radio. Throwing out, uh, throwing out things, Bailey. What is your your ratio, your percentage on Garcia starting to? I'll ask it this way: What is the percentage that Alex Flynn starts at Michigan? In your opinion? Now? Yeah. Um, as we sit here, if you base everything on what we've seen so far. And you can only base what we've seen in, in the scrimmages and in the spring game. So, you know, what what I, what we saw in those situations, I think Alex is, is, is above Mason. Hmm. And talking to Coach Houston, I think, you know, he has said a number of times that in all the practices that we don't get to see, that they've been pretty much equal, that they've both been pretty good. So I don't think we saw the best of Mason, especially in the spring game. So I, I, I can't, if you want to put a percentage on, I would say right now it's fifty-fifty. Man, which is right yeah, which is very uh, it's something I didn't expect. I guess uh, this off season, but it yeah, shows. I don't think I expected it either, but I, I'm just going by you know what we were able yeah. to see. Yeah, and 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 it may be you know maybe seventy-five twenty-five. You know Mason because Mason's got the tools, and and I did you know I'm just basing it on what we had a chance to see. But in talking to Coach Houston and. Uh, I haven't talked to Donnie all that much, but Coach Houston said, you know, that, that, hey, they both had really good springs, you know, the entire time based on the 15 practices and that kind of thing. Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Talked to Steve Shankweiler earlier today and uh, saw Coach Shank and uh, his wife at the Dale Murphy event. He said she was a, a huge Dale Murphy fan and uh, he seemed to be in very good spirits. Saw him out of pro day as well, Bailey, and had a big smile on his face. And uh, it, it seems like he's really enjoying his new role. And he's still around football, but not in that day-to-day grind, which he was in for, for how many? I don't know. Did y'all say the exact number today? How many years has he been involved in coaching, Bailey? 
Well, you know, Shank's one of those guys, like like I always joke all the time, that I, my hair turned gray when I was 30, so people think I'm 90. But Shank, I never <laughs> thought he was – he's 70 years old. I had no wow. idea until I saw it when I was doing some research for the show today. I thought, you know, he's probably, you know, in his 60s, early 60s somewhere. Uh, but he, he just turns – he told me, he said the 60s are fine. I mean, you hit 70, everything goes crazy. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that. But but I think he's, he's, he's young at heart. I think he – he loves he loves working for Coach Houston. You can tell that he loves East Carolina because he's been here for this is his fourth stint as far as that goes. And I think what you hit it on the head. It's a it's a position that he can still be close to the program, but he doesn't have to be you know at, at every practice, every film study, and and that's got to take its toll. We were we were joking about it during the one of the commercial breaks. I, I you know football season's busy for all of us. I said, but they give me a day off during the week, so I might get Thursday and Sunday off for my two days off. And a football coach, they're in the day off. I mean, they, they go Monday's this, Tuesday's this. You know, we always talk about whenever they play on a Thursday night, well, every day gets confusing. But they like a rigid schedule, and that's what they do. But they go seven days a week. And uh, I didn't know that. I heard you mention that at the end of today's show about Hank, uh, Shank being a high school coach, and I didn't know that until that Dale Murphy event. Shank and Mully and I were kind of just chatting, and um, he had mentioned he was a very, very young high school coach. Was it in Florida or Georgia, Bailey, where he was coaching some pretty big-time football as a, a young kid almost? I was thinking Georgia. but I Yeah, I think it's Georgia. I think you're right. The high school name. And I didn't recognize the high school name. I was I saw that, and I think that that that's going to help him in this role right. as the you know the high school you know you know working with, as the liaison between the program and the high school coaches, which they need somebody like that. The high school, especially in North Carolina, those high school coaches are very important to the program. And you know you want somebody has a good player come through, you want them to know who the East Carolina coaches are, and that's what you know, Coach Shank will be working on. Talking to BB, Brian Bailey joining us. Amazing baseball weekend out at Clark LeClaire Stadium, East Carolina. Back-to-back run ruling uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats. And uh, we're talking about it today inside the Players' Lounge presented by Delcor with the guys. But, man, Cliff Godwin uh, got to be pleased with what his offense did and what the arms did this weekend against Cincinnati. And, and it's hard to believe that they were the only team in the D1 baseball poll top 25 to go undefeated for the week. Wow. And think about that. But I mean, those SEC teams, SEC teams keep beating up on themselves, and you know. But but nobody else in the country, in the top twenty-five, was able to you know win all their games. You know, everybody played four, so maybe played five, but they're all dropping games here and there. And, and again, I mean, you know, the sky was falling when the Pirates went one and two down in Houston, and well, they righted that ship quickly, didn't they? And they they've got a tough one <clears> for this week though, because I think Charlotte's going to be difficult on the road, and obviously playing at Wichita State. I mean, if you if you somehow go three and one this week, you got to think that's a heck of a week. Well, I heard Chandler mention it as I was coming in. Eight in a row here at home for East Carolina, and they are now twenty-four and two on uh, the home turf at Clark LeClaire Stadium. But Bailey, a losing record away and a zero and one record on a neutral site. So, although I guess uh, they counted the Queens game as a road game, if they. Uh, or zero and one on a neutral side, but four and five away from home, and like you said, this week uh, you're going to be away from the friendly confines. So a big week coming up. Yeah, and I think I think that's what this team, you know, this team needs challenges, and, and I think that's that's a huge challenge right there. Hey, you know, you guys may think you're good, may think you're ranked seventh in the country, but you got to win a road game, and I think that's the challenge this week for these guys. And, and you know, I like to, I, 
it's just it's just fun to watch them play. I mean, it really is. They just they just you know, especially when they're hitting the baseball like they are, and their starting pitching is so good on on the on the you know the weekends of Friday, Saturday, Sunday guys and Carter Spivey. You know, and maybe he got off to a little bit of a slow start this year, but I think we were expecting so much out of him. But now he's settled down, and you know he's he's fun to watch. I mean, they're just they're just really good. So Chandler, did I hear you say Spivey, AAC Pitcher of the Week? So that makes yeah. every uh, weekend starter now has received that honor this year. Not bad, not bad at all. That's not bad. You Savage, Gross, and Spivey. Yep, I think all three of them have. Uh, Bailey, I don't think I talked to you. I think it happened maybe last Tuesday. I don't believe I talked to you about Bobby Pet, or maybe I did. Did I? Did we talk about Bobby Pettiford? I can't remember now. It goes by a little bit. Yeah. Wanted to get a little basketball talk in here as Mike Schwartz trying to add to the stable, and uh, he's going to attack this offseason, bring in some help. And I was talking to somebody yesterday um, at at AJ's about how you can really build a basketball team quickly. It can take one offseason, but a key thing about that is keeping what you got. And if and at this point, it looks like it's going to happen. But Ezra Ozar, Brandon Johnson, Jaden Walker, R.J. Felton, you know, return as a nucleus. And you are able to add a Pettiford and uh, the high school kid from Goldsboro and the 6'11 uh, kid from high school. Like uh, you, you start to – I always temper my expectations with ECU basketball, but I got to say I'm starting to get a little excited about what Coach Schwartz is doing. And, and, you know, and now, now we've had one year of Coach Schwartz basketball, and, you know, we work with him a lot with the coaches show, but it's – it's really comforting to see, you know, he, he's coming. He's more comfortable with everybody. Uh, you know, you hate to see him lose anybody in the portal, but that's the world we live in now. And, you know, like you said, the, the big key is keeping that nucleus together. The old, the old saying, you know, you got to get old and stay old. I mean, they got to get guys with, with some experience. And, and I, think, I think the big key, the number one player that they've got to really keep an eye on and really continue to grow with is Ezra. I think he is. I think he's got the tools to yeah. be a really outstanding player in the American. Bailey, I'm going to uh, set up a TV in uh, in your gross Dallas Cowboys man cave that you got there, and I'm going to take the remote I, from you. What that, that description <laughs> is not how you describe my man cave. <laughs> <laughs> your beautiful man cave that you got there. I've never set foot in there. I'm sure it's lovely, though. Um, oh. All right, I'm going to take your remote. You can only watch one game tonight. Um, and let's say all times are equal. So, uh, would you watch the Carolina Hurricanes game one of their series against the Islanders, or would you watch game two Warriors down 0-1 to the Sacramento Kings? That place was uh, on fire the other night. You watching playoff basketball or uh, the Carolina Hurricanes hockey? That's an easy one. I thought it was going to be something hard. Well, the Cubs or something. No, I, do, I go Kings. I, I, I could care less. I could care less who wins in the NBA these days. Yeah. I grew up loving the NBA. I remember, you know, when Willis Reed died, I was thinking about he I remember that team. I remember them playing the Lakers. I remember staying up late just to watch some of those games. And I swear, I the only reason I even watch the NBA in the playoffs is to see the TNT broadcast guys, yeah. Kenny Smith and, and Barkley and Shaq. I like, I like those guys are entertaining, but I – yeah, that's an easy one for me. That'd be the Hurricanes. Time to get on that postseason Hurricanes bandwagon. We'll recap game one coming up Tuesday on Pirate Radio Live with Wade Minter, PA announcer, right there at PNC Arena. So, Canes Islanders, game one coming up tonight, 7 o'clock. It'll be on ESPN2. All right, uh, anything else, BB, you got going on at uh, WNCT Channel 9 we need to know about? 
No, the uh, Canes, the big news today, they announced this morning that they would start Antti Ranta at goal. Oh, look at you with the hockey news. All right. Exactly. So we got a little hockey news. Uh, our, our friend Todd Gibson, who we have on from time to time, who was the winner, by the way, in the second chance with the Sweet 16. But he uh, he was at the morning press conferences today. and He always looks out for us with uh, interviews and that kind of thing. So, And I think the Hurricanes are a really important part of our state in sports and and we try to show highlights of their games almost every time they play and we we, you know, we only get a certain amount of time to do stuff and a local stuff goes first and, and local includes east carolina and that kind of thing but the hurricanes are very important to, to well, our area there are a bunch of people from eastern north carolina that go to the games right yeah i was going to hit on that that you've got and i'm a hornets fan but they are one of the worst teams in the nba so i didn't watch them all season I'm not a Panthers fan. There's, of course, a lot of Panthers fans in the area, but there's also a lot of Cowboys and Washington and Steelers and everything else. The Hurricanes are close enough to go to games if you want to go to, and and they are, you know, in the on our side of the state uh, instead of Charlotte. So we do take some some ownership of them around here, and um, yeah, it's uh, it it feels different than the Hornets and the Panthers almost with these Hurricanes. And I, I've never had a bad time at a hockey game absolutely, player. and I'm not. I'm not a huge hockey fan like to watch on TV like with the Cowboys and with you know basketball and March Madness and that kind of thing. But I really enjoy, especially going to a game. I like to watch them on TV as well, you know, because they just. I think Rod Brendamore is just a class act. He's a guy who played. He's got a guy who's been through the wars. You know, the guys love him, and I think they play hard for him. And I think if the Kings had Sveshnikov still, I think they'd have a shot to win the whole thing. But I don't know if they can win it all without him. Bailey, uh, your hockey bullet points are impressing me right now. Very good. Good stuff. Svechnikov. <laughs> Svechnikov. BV, thanks for joining us, man. If uh, Folks, if you missed it, check out uh, 6 o'clock. Great interview. Brian Bailey and Steve Shankweiler. We'll have it here for you on Pirate Radio, and we'll talk to you soon, Bailey. Sounds good, buddy. Good luck with uh, jury duty. All right. Thank you. And I hope I don't see you in there. <laughs> yeah, I hope you don't either. <laughs> that would be bad. Brian Bailey joining us today here. Uh, uh, sir, uh, do you know anybody in this uh, particular case? Uh, yeah, I know that angry Brian Bailey fellow over there got mad after a Cowboys loss and took it out on somebody at tiebreakers. <laughs> what about Bailey assaults man after Dak throws his fourth pick of the game? Let's do a mock trial. <laughs> Another pick by Dax. <laughs> about by a 49 What's up, Randolph? Hey, in honor of me having jury duty this week, we should do a mock trial one day here on Pirate Radio Live. That would be fun. All right, we'll have to make a case, and then we'll have our plaintiff, defendant, and we got to have a jury. I guess the jury could be the listeners, the viewers. That's Yeah. All right, I'll That's see, good idea. see if I can cook some up. Hey, good idea, man. Hey, thanks, man. All right, let's take a break. When we return... Hour three, Pirate Radio Live. We'll go back inside the Delcor Players Lounge and talk to Josh Groves. He will join us. Also, we'll make you a winner. Got that and more on tap on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We go back inside the Delcor Players Lounge and talk to Josh Groves, East Carolina starting pitcher and coming off a sweep over Cincinnati. And uh, everybody got to go home a little early this weekend. I joked that Cincinnati should use some of their Big 12 money to refund all the fans that came out and saw baseball. They owe you another four and a half innings. Uh, so, uh, But uh, some short games out at Clark LeClaire will certainly take it. And a uh, great weekend of baseball, Josh. I know you got to be uh, excited with what you guys did. Yeah, we're hot right now, and uh, it's always good when you can leave there a little early, um, which because it means offense is rolling. But, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend, good week, midweek game too, so – um, looking to do have another solid week this week with Charlotte and then um, Wichita State on the road yeah, where the uh, road. been a lot better at home than you've been on the road mm-hmm. record wise and uh, something that hey now let's go out and prove we can play just as good on the road that kind of thing yeah yeah I mean I think that we're just a different team than we were early on and and we struggled on the road early on and uh, we I don't think we really found our identity yet as a team but I'm confident right now that that it wouldn't matter home or away. We're going to play our brand of baseball, and uh, if we we do that more times than not, then we'll be successful. You're happy with the win, but how bummed are you that it says four and two-thirds instead of five? Yeah. I figured you'd be a little bummed. It's always a little frustrating, I mean, just because, uh, you know, obviously you want to stack those wins in the column uh, for being a pitcher. But, um, I mean, we won the game, so I can't be too upset. but I mean, as a pitcher, you always want to get that fifth inning. Uh, that way, you can secure the win. But uh, like I said, I mean, we won the game, so it'd be pretty selfish for me to be too upset about that. And while I'm picking on you a little bit, Cam Sheeler came into the game hitting below 100. Josh gets two hits off. One was a screamer down the third baseline. Actually, was a, a little blind. dribbler. Yeah. yeah. The other was a home run to center. Sure was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were up in the press box, and we were like, "This guy." We were joking after his dribbler. Hey, watch out! He's getting hot. And then, sure enough, he kind of shut us up and hit a home run. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, when you throw fastballs over the middle of the plate, that usually happens. Yep. Uh, mistake. Yep, 100%. Location. <laughs> yep. Uh, that is what happens to those in D1 baseball, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you didn't make uh, many of those, and you had a enough of a lead there, and you only threw 73 pitches. Was it almost like, uh, all right, we, we're going to let our – we're going to let Bill and Sailor carry the rest of the way here? Uh, I, I honestly don't know the whole thought process behind yeah. it. I mean, I, I know anytime you walk – a lot of guys um it's not a great sign from your pitcher that he's really locked in so uh, i think at that time after the, after like the second two out walk um the coaches were ready to make a change and so they went to danny and then sailor came in and closed the door dominant at times though yesterday josh seven k's for you in four and two thirds yeah I, I, I thought i got off to a good start and um i thought i got in some trouble there in the, in the fourth and then um obviously the fifth i didn't make it out of but um i felt i felt good the whole outing 
and i believe now every starting weekend pitcher has received pitcher of the week awards you received really? one correct i did yeah. uh trey is savage and then uh carter who was the pitcher of the year last year said uh let me get a weekly award as well he was named pitcher of the week today so yeah i saw that. yeah props to carter for going seven scoreless he was bummed he couldn't get another one because you guys scored too many runs another inning yeah he yeah, wanted another inning yeah <laughs> he would have gone back out there he had a pretty low pitch count yeah um i've never seen that many that many outs consecutively without getting a strikeout i think he i think there was like he didn't get his first strikeout to like the fourth inning or yeah. something like that it was uh, Maddox-esque uh, mm-hmm. for you older baseball fans. Josh Groves joining us. Josh, uh, what was it like to see the bats get rolling 9, uh, 10, and 13? And you would have scored more if you'd have played more innings. But, man, uh, offense was was clicking this weekend. Yeah, and uh, I said yesterday in my postgame interview that um, the last, I think, three weeks, their offense has really come alive. Ever since we lost to Houston, I think that we've kind of kind of. Just, flipped the switch a little bit on, on offense and um, just really gotten off to a great start in the beginning of games, not waiting until the seventh, eighth, ninth inning to, to try and create some momentum. You know, when we, keep, when we start with momentum from inning one and keep it until the last inning, I think it's really hard for teams to beat us. And like you said, I mean, we're putting up runs at a really high rate, which as a pitcher is always nice because you just got a little more room to work with. You're right. Since Houston, uh, some really big totals. And it kind of reminds me earlier this year, maybe the worst pitching outing for this team was the duke game and since then like the pitching has been on point so you kind of have those i don't know wake up calls or whatever they are but but you can kind of see a a line delineate from there from the duke game pitching has been great since houston hitting has been great Mm -hmm. yeah and and uh you know, I, I think something to, to look at, too, is, like, the pitching we've we've seen isn't, like, bad. I mean, the guys that we were getting hits off of against Cincinnati, like, they, they got good arms, they got good stuff, and it's just a credit to our hitters. Uh, one through nine, and then guys have come off the bench in big spots and getting their, their opportunities or taking advantage of them, and um, it's really hard to to beat a team when we're, we're scoring, we're outscoring our, our opponents, what, what's that, 23, 43 to 4 or to, to 7, so... Yeah, forty-two seven yeah. to be exact, um, and ten nothing. Now was a seven inning game. Do you still get uh, pitchers BP for? You know, I would hope so. I don't know. I, whenever last Sunday against, uh, or maybe two Sundays ago, whenever we were playing, what was the one before Houston? George Mason, Mason. that one. Eight after innings. All, yeah, we didn't do it after that. Oh. I don't think we really had time because we had to. We played the UNCW game and then we flew out on on uh, thursday or wednesday so you're due like two bps yes yeah <laughs> i mean it's not your fault the team's fault that the hitting's so good you can't play a full nine <laughs> innings so uh, let's get those pitcher bps going carter said he was the best hitter on the team that's something carter would say okay yeah all right uh sounds about right <laughs> and we're still waiting uh we were thinking about it is sailor the only current pitcher that has taken a bat and a bat in a game um i think he said that garrett was one for two i believe yeah he's one for two i mean i know Lane Ginn, he hit at, at junior college but okay he has not gotten that bat in a pirates jersey but i he probably i mean i think cooch had some last year he maybe had one or two last year 
or the year before that oh yeah i'm saying current because yeah we saw bridges yeah yeah garrett's the only current player right now that i can think of all right we got to fix that cliff let's get some more uh pitchers up there with ab's uh so you mentioned landon ginn we hadn't talked about him uh but since he's returned to the team uh <laughs> just another great arm to yeah he's, he's been throwing it really well and and uh it's good to have him back on the on the staff what's it like to uh to have garrett back too he was he pitched his best game the game he had to leave down at campbell mm -hmm. and then uh he's able to come in and i didn't get to talk to him hour one chandler did but almost in a save like situation because he comes in up 10 if he gives up a run the game continues right. if not uh, it's over so uh not a pressure situation but man it was it was great to see him back out there yeah it was awesome to see him back out there and it's just it just adds another weapon to our already really deep bullpen and um it's just you know I, I think that we're gonna we're, we're gonna look up in in May and and even I mean on the weekends that we're playing now and, and just be in a really good spot no matter what the score is because uh, our bullpen's very very fresh and we got a lot of good arms in there. If you got a question for Josh Groves, you can get that in. We've uh, been reading some past questions he asked about the the road trip. He says, does having to travel fly a few hours or more really affect the away team negatively, or is it a myth? Can it affect your performance? You know why our teams, this team, so much better at home than the road? Uh, I think a lot of it is is the fans. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's it's always a privilege to play in front of five thousand, six thousand of your own fans. Um, that's not an excuse to play poorly on the road, but uh, I think it's just more comfortable sometimes, maybe for guys to play at home. Um, but good teams doesn't matter where you play, home or away or neutral. You good teams find a way to win. So I don't think that. It's going to be a problem for us um, from now on because I think that, like I said before, we're a totally different team than we were early on in the season, and um, it, it's not going to matter if we're home or away. All right, uh, Chandler, I don't know if uh, you mentioned this. I, I met Jack Dover at Clark LeClaire this weekend, the real Jack Dover, not some guy you think is Jack Dover. <laughs> no, and I'm actually kind of jealous of you because you actually met the Jack Dover. I met him after Saturday's game, I believe. I also met ECU basketball player David Kasaganai. David that guy's the man. I love Dave. I'm trying to get him on the show. In fact, you got to get him on here as soon as possible. He was late uh, meeting me because he said he was with the team after the game on Saturday. Like he said, he knows a bunch of you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're going to get him on the show. So that'll yeah, be Dave, fun. Dave's a great dude. I love that guy. Uh, Jack. Jack, did you ask uh, Jack's question to Garrett earlier from YouTube? Do you remember? I'll ask it to Josh. Uh, he says, can you ask uh, what a Bearcat is? Yes, I did ask that question. Uh, what a Bearcat is? Yeah. And Garrett had no answer. Isn't a Bearcat kind of like a mountain lion? Hmm. A mountain lion? Or like a... a mountain cat? Yeah. A mountain... Like a wolverine kind of thing? Okay, now we're... Yeah. Yeah, okay, wolverine that's a wolverine yeah but that's not a mountain that's lion not, that's not a mountain lion it's kind of like a bobcat it is a weird it's it's body's too big for its head is that something. like known in cincinnati that, that those are just walking around that is a weird looking thing like, they're what, native what? to uh south and southeast asia okay which is not very close well, they, to they got a nice zoo in cincinnati Maybe that's <laughs> yeah a bear cat much rather be a pirate than a bear cat i think i don't know maybe i'm wrong uh we got to talk about jake hunter the dance moves um your thoughts on him first of all i think it's hilarious i think it's funny i mean he uh i know like charlie hodges and a bunch of the dudes they always like whenever there's there's a certain song that plays during like a pitching change yep. or like a like a meeting or something or like a uh, whatever on the mound 
and everyone just yells at Jake to go and uh, and get the crowd fired up. So is he peer pressured in? Hundred percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, because right. I was going to say because I, when I was talking to Garrett and Carter, observing Jake as a person, whether it's post game in the media scrums or just seeing him on the mound. He doesn't seem like a guy that would go out there and do that. So no, that, it's definitely where we're yelling Jake, and then we're, we're telling him where to look. So we'll be like, we'll scream like left field or right field or, or the stands or whatever, and he just starts st- like you know pointing in the general direction where we're yelling. But I think I think he secretly likes to do it. But it's I would say it's like seventy five percent peer pressure. He's really good. Yeah, and, he, uh, goes out there and he does his up. best to mix up the moves. I like just when he does right. this number, but he, he had something like that going. He had the sprinkler. Gritty. Had a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to ask Josh how many times he's been chewed out by Cliff Godwin. I feel like we've touched on that, and the answer is quite a few. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Uh, earlier in your career. Right. More right. so than later. That's right. Uh, <laughs> if Josh watched the game in the jungle. I don't know if we should ask this question. How many I, I didn't uh, ask it. How many hot dogs would you eat during a game in the jungle? Uh like a full nine inning game? Yeah. Probably like four. All right. That's a pretty good number. Uh if that's the only food they have out there, then Yeah, what would be your preference? I mean, what else do they have? Like uh wines. I feel like I Josh see, Thomas like, had burgers like pulled out there pork like out there right. sometimes. I feel like Oh yeah, pig picking style. Yeah. You know, grab you some I'd probably uh, crush that. I don't know some pig that'd be pretty yeah. good um thoughts on the powder purple jerseys do you want to see them more less or i, I think they're really cool yeah i okay. like them we haven't worn them in a while we might i, I feel like we might wear them at charlotte but you always throw uh, in the gold on sundays yeah uh and a lot of times with a camo hat because you're going for a sweep yes so you like the gold i hope so you throw yeah it i don't I mean it's not really much of a choice <laughs> um carter i do like the purple and pin look i like that the too. pinstripes i like my one of my i think my favorite jersey combination is the um the black top with the white hat but like with the the, the american flag on the oh yeah, yeah yeah that's one of my favorite looks i that, that's my like my favorite hat i think the right. white hat with the with the red white and blue uh what was your first gaming system I had a um I had like a little Game Boy when I was really young. Okay. Like, I had a DS when I was probably in third grade, a little Mario Kart one. Yeah. And then I had a Wii. Mm-hmm. We got a Wii for Christmas in two thousand eight and my brother and I were playing Wii baseball and I, I didn't I wasn't wearing the strap on the thing. Oh boy. And I threw a remote right through the Christmas tree. Oh <laughs> my dad wasn't very happy. Nah. But uh then then I got a PS three. My brother and I had that when I was in like fourth grade and then we got a ps4 when they came out when i was in like mm, i don't know eighth seventh grade and uh yeah i asked because we were talking about mario brothers and jamie asked does carter know what a nintendo is you had a game boy that wasn't too far after nintendo but have you ever played an actual nintendo like the first like one the ones that are like rectangles yeah yeah okay yeah what well, when you said we while ago and i guess maybe baseball would be your favorite Thing to play the Wii, Wii Sport one? Yeah, what's your favorite one? Out of the Wii Sports? Yeah. Um, I think bowling's bowling. pretty fun. Bowling. Yeah. bowling. Gotta be bowling. Golf's fun, but it's so hard for for no reason. Um, yeah, bowling and then like tennis. The tennis one's pretty fun. Uh, Josh points out he gave Cincinnati's left fielder a sausage dog yesterday. I saw that on social media. That, that was, was pretty awesome. cool. Uh, and he was able to to actually hold on to this one, unlike that fly ball that they said he <laughs> caught. But I don't know. 
live i thought he dropped that ball but they said it was on exchange so uh brad says who has the best arm between the guys when slinging the football pregame who think could throw the longest football out of the group out of the pitchers yeah um you can say yourself if you'd like yeah i think that i can throw one pretty far um 50 60 landing again can throw one pretty good um i know we've asked you about other sports you play football at all garrick though because yeah I, I played football when i was younger and then i played my freshman year of high school quarterback no i was like six foot 150 pounds in high school i was a freshman so i played that i played my, my first year and then i was done after that yeah i played growing up for about six years uh how is the the arm right now we're sitting here you've pitched a lot of innings this year mm-hmm. uh but still more to go you feeling, feeling i feel good, good yeah especially because my last two starts um haven't been that many pitches compared to like i'd say my season average on my last four or five starts um actually i think ucf i threw a decent amount but i mean after throwing 73 yesterday i don't i, don't, I feel pretty good you were 93 six innings um and shout out to seven strikeouts one walk uh but that was on two days short rest right yeah, so yeah w- did that feel any different when you're out there warming up or throwing i actually felt really good because because at houston i didn't throw very money at many i think i threw 64 at houston so uh, coming off like i was on two days rest but like i would i didn't throw what i would consider like a ton of pitches so yeah. the two days rest wasn't that bad for me all right um let's see any other questions you've had uh the past couple of mondays maybe practice um how about a monday practice as opposed to monday off to like i don't know do you have a preference how the week is set up for you you game for whatever uh i I think it kind of depends on what the next week looks like and how we played the the previous weekend or that weekend so today was an off day so we just had lift and we had a we had a compliance meeting and then some guys had to get some treatment and throwing in but uh monday off days are nice especially after a you know a hard like a good fought weekend um and week so uh, especially with us traveling a lot sitting down a lot um i think it'll be nice to have an off day today and then whenever we're flying and, and you kind of lay around the hotel all day uh your body kind of tightens up so are you coming back here after charlotte or no we're okay. we're staying in charlotte and flying out on thursday gotcha so road warriors and yeah. then uh nc state coming up next week uh before tulane comes to town so got a little road stretch coming up here mm-hmm. uh i know it was asked earlier in the chat um outside of like north carolina nc state who do you consider a rival do you have a conference rival uh probably tulane okay and we'll see them coming up april 28th 29th and 30th and uh you owe them from last year they were able to uh beat ecu in a series uh how about i mean at this point is campbell a rivalry yeah i'd say like non-conference in-state rivalries probably campbell um obviously nc state but uh unc but those those are probably the top three I don't know. I don't think we've talked to you since. Have we talked to you since the state uh, game? Mm. Just like no, I don't think so. Which you guys have had great crowds, whether it be George Mason, Cincinnati, whoever. But um, we, Josh Moylan, hit that home run early in the game, and I said, Josh, that reminded me of your Virginia home run. Mm. It was early in the game, first run on the board, and he said, I had that same thought because it was such a regional like atmosphere yeah it was um and you didn't get to pitch in that because uh it's midweek but mm-hmm. like you, you kind of you feel that energy i'm sure yeah no that definitely felt like a regional super regional atmosphere and 
I'd expect the same thing whenever we go there next Tuesday. Um, but yeah, that, that was definitely the best crowd we've had all year. Uh, I bet you that UNC game coming up is going to be a great crowd too. Oh yeah, a uh, chance to get them three times in one year is uh, is on the table for you mm-hmm. guys. That'll be a uh, May the third, and then Old Dominion coming up May 9th, and then uh, another one against Campbell yep. May sixteenth. That's the uh, rest of the non conference schedule for the Pirates, who sit right now twenty eight and eight. Are you aware that you're the only team in the top twenty five to not lose a game last yeah, week. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter this morning, which is pretty cool. That is a cool stat. A lot of upsets this past week. Yeah, and uh, eight straight victories did you, uh, for did, these parts. Did you see Ryder Giles close it out against LSU? Um, I did. I saw that it happened. I did not see it. It was pretty. We were watching it live, and it was. I was really happy for me. It was a. It was a pretty cool moment. Shout out to Ryder who correctly said John Rahm would win the Masters as well. Ryder's, a, Ryder's a golf guy. He knows a lot. He's well. I've all, I've never golfed with Ryder, but I've heard Ryder could be an amateur golfer if he really wanted to. He uh, he's not great at picks. Uh, at least he wasn't last year. But he made up for it with that pick. So Ryder's back in my good graces after giving me that pick. Uh, but yeah, cool to see you uh, keeping up with the uh, you know former teammate there. Yeah. And uh, we enjoyed talking to him last year on the players' lounge. Uh, you got Burley. In the minors, Gavin, uh, or Burley in the majors, Gavin and Connor Norby tearing it up. So, uh, you keeping up? Uh, I mean, it's cool to see all those Pirates right now. Yeah, yeah. Killing. I, I uh, I'd say that I keep up with Gavin pretty well, and uh, and CJ Mayhew and, and Agnos, and talk to Norby every now and then. But um, yeah, it's it's good to see those guys playing really well i know that scouts have been to clark leclerc stadium and and some have looked at you have you talked to anybody like pro wise about uh baseball career anything like that um i haven't talked to besides the scout meetings we had in the fall i haven't like physically talked to any scouts um what are the scout meetings the they are right before winter break i believe right before you go home for winter break i think i think they're they're either right before winter break or right when you get back. And you talk, you meet with the scouts? Yeah, you, they're okay. either face-to-face or, like, over Zoom. Okay. Hey, so talk I'm, about I'm your at, strengths and yeah, stuff? Yeah, you talk about, like, like who you are as a player. They ask you questions. Like, okay. what your strengths and weaknesses? What do you, what do you like, you know, what, what do you see yourself improving on in the next few years? What do you see your biggest struggles? What do you, um, you know, like, do you have any questions for us about who we are as an organization? Stuff like that. So, it's definitely pretty cool and I had, I had a few teams reach out with that but um i try not to think about that as much yeah. as i can <laughs> well through 36 games i'll kind of steal some of those questions josh what are you happy with about your 2023 season so far and what do you want to do better as you you go down this final stretch here uh personally i i'm happy with uh my stuff like my you know like the command of my pitches and and uh, the way that I've been able to consistently go out there and and have quality starts, um, the thing that I'm most frustrated with and working to improve is just the walks. I mean, I think I've walked, I don't know, thirty people, twenty five, okay, almost. But that's that's just I don't know. That's never a good, never a great um, sign of having command. But I do believe I do have a good command on my stuff, and so I need to get the walks down. Um, but I feel like I've been just competing all year and trying not to think too far ahead. I try to take every start and go one and zero in my start, and then just have that kind of mindset. And then uh, after my start's over, just prepare myself for the next week. And I feel like I've done a good job with that so far. So I just want to continue that. And uh, I feel like if I do that enough, and you know, just follow with Trey and, and Spivey's shoes, then 
you know, we'll look up in May and, and we'll still be in a good spot like we are right now. Well, you're uh, you're having an awesome year, uh, actual-wise and numbers-wise. You got a lot of silver medals here. You're second on the team in ERA. You're second on the team in strikeouts. Uh, you uh, are the only pitcher with a shutout and one of two pitchers with a complete game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so numbers are, are stacking up here. The the one is the one you know about, the walks. That's all you got to do. Yeah, that's not a good thing to be <laughs> in the lead-in. but uh, And also second on the team in innings pitch this year uh, with 50. I don't know. Trey's anything. got 82 strikeouts. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's that's a, a pretty big number. Trey's something else, I'll tell you. About that. <laughs> that, that, dude, that dude's one of the best pitchers I've ever been around. Uh, 2-3-2 ERA, though. You'll live with that. That's uh, solid. And 4-0 and on the, t- on the uh, year uh sparkling numbers from josh gross all right don't look at those too much yeah like nope, you'll get in trouble yeah, yeah. i will get in trouble <laughs> they don't mean anything don't don't pay no attention all right josh uh let's see anything else you've been you've been watching anything uh, tv movie I, I finished 1923 and 1883 oh the, the uh like yellow yellowstone yeah 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 uh those were outstanding i don't i think there's two seasons of 1883 or 1923. No, they're coming out with a second season in 1923. But All right. I've only seen the ones that are streaming on Paramount, so I haven't seen the new ones yet. I have not watched the latest season of Yellowstone. I haven't either. I haven't watched I'm waiting for it to come on the streaming thing, too. I was going to say, so it's not, not I don't, there yet? Not, last time I checked, it wasn't. It might right. be now, but I'll check it. All right. Good stuff. Uh, anything else? Chandler, you did a great job asking questions earlier. You got one for Josh. Or you, no, no further questions? No further questions, Your Honor. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, we will uh, talk to you next time. Thanks Sounds for joining good. us, yeah. man. Thanks for having me. Josh Groves, East Carolina starter, joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios in the Delcor Players Lounge. Delcor, the service professionals. If you need help with your plumbing, uh, also heating, cooling, call 321-8868. Visit DelcorInc.com. All right, let's take a break. When we return, more to go. Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk some postseason hockey and hoops. And look out uh, what else is going on in the sports world. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East in Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you. Enjoyed talking to Josh Gross, talked to Carter Spivey a little bit, and the Chan Man, Chandler Honeycutt, handled the interview with Garrett Saylor. Man, it was awesome to see him back in action on Sunday, picking up kind of a save. It was a, 
obviously the game was out of reach the pirates were up by 10 but if sailor gave up a run uh, the game would have continued so it was kind of like a safe situation he's able to shut the door and we get to go home early on sunday east carolina back-to-back wins in seven innings against the cincinnati bearcats very impressive we recap that today here on the delcor players lounge actually when i asked garrett about that about did you feel like it was sort of a safe situation when you go out there where the game is over if you can give up no runs or if you give up a run then you have to keep going and his answer was he actually forgot about the run rule uh, oh really yeah he he didn't he had no idea he he forgot about the the rule and the 10 run rule and he just he said he went out there and just tried to do what he does every single time he goes on the mound and that's just you know limit the damage and get out of there with no runs and that's what he did yeah his first appearance in a long time i'll look up that date uh when he last threw it was his best outing of the year against campbell chandler honeycutt was uh, at that game in fayetteville i believe mm-hmm. uh that was back on let's see wednesday march the 22nd so uh he had missed just about a month it was that two to one loss to campbell and garrett sailor was rolling until he had to come out of that game he uh in, in that campbell game uh three and a third just one hit seven strikeouts in that game oh excuse me yeah seven uh for garrett sailor so by far his best performance of the year was able to come back go a scoreless inning yesterday and is uh, obviously a big part of this team moving forward whether it be weekend bullpen action or the action uh, he could get midweeks against these good teams uh, east carolina will be playing charlotte nc state north carolina odu campbell is what's left during the midweek for east carolina here in 2023 all right um chandler uh I, I I think I've said like seven times now I'm going to get into the NBA and start watching these games. And guess what? I haven't. Well, that's okay. I mean, we're still early in this thing. I wanted to watch Saturday night Kings uh, Warriors, but I, uh, I I I was watching something else. I don't even remember what I was watching. Oh, what was I watching? I can't remember what I was watching. Can I be a spoiler? The crowd was electric. Yeah, the uh, that's was the main electric. reason I wanted to see it. They had the first time since 2006 they've been in the playoffs. Uh, won the game. So now Sacramento of one game to nothing. They'll play tonight, 10 o'clock on TNT. I may or may not watch. I don't know. Uh, Sixers up one nothing in their series against Brooklyn. That is coming up tonight as well, 7.30 on TNT. Hurricanes begin their quest for the Cup as they play Game 1 against the Islanders seven o'clock on the deuce and we will talk to wade minner pa announcer recap that one coming up tuesday on pirate radio live four stanley cup playoff games tonight florida against the top seed boston in the east at 7 30 on espn minnesota's at dallas 9 30 on the deuce la uh, at edmonton coming up 10 o'clock on espn so that's going on buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck i started watching um a boston the boston marathon bombing uh there's a documentary on netflix and i started watching that yesterday not realizing that today is uh was the boston marathon and also patriots day and that means a day baseball game in fenway park and boston lost that game five to four to the angels two hits for shohei otani in that game and a win for the angels and by the way i did say the Rays are about to play a real team for the first time this year. They lost two games this weekend. 
nobody responded to that tweet that i sent out but i never said anything the rays played the blue jays blue jays won two out of three over tampa but they're still whatever what 13 and two now something like that 14 and two uh so all those scores on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck and let's see anything else going on in sports tonight baseball I don't know. What are you watching? Canes? You don't get... You're not a Caniac. I get on the bandwagon for the playoffs. But right now, first round? If I gave you the same option I gave Bailey, you got Kings, Warriors, game one, game two, uh, Canes, Islanders, game one. You're watching hoops. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that electric atmosphere again. That was fun to watch the other night. And not only was it electric, it was a great game. Uh, So... Uh, but speaking of electric crowds, PNC Arena is going to be rocking. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be loud. Why not watch both? Why not switch back and forth? Because in my hypothetical scenario, you can only watch one. Oh. And by the way, you can watch both because they're at two totally different times. So you can watch the Canes first and then basketball second. Okay. Uh, John says, where is Agnos at? Well, Shirley Rhodes. Uh, that's a great question which one i believe he's talking about zach zach is with the fresno grizzlies in uh single a ball and jake is with the tampa tarpons but jake has uh been uh on the injured reserve list or the injured list uh he was last i think the last time he was on the injured list was just recently and that was for 60 days so not sure what the nature of his injury is um but he has yet to pitch this season now zach has two saves on the season and unfortunately blew one yesterday but uh the fresno did get the win but he only went uh, two-thirds of an inning allowed two hits two runs he did strike out a batter in that game so that's where the agnoses are all right asked and answered uh there is your minor league report heard you guys talking about that earlier and talking about Warren Saba and yeah. his pick almost six got down to like the two or three yard line, but we got to get him back on the show. He's fun to talk to, yeah, and yeah, happy for him coming off an injury, and you know, in, in those pro leagues, you get injured, they're looking at the guy to replace you, and credit to him for sticking with it, uh, finding his role on the team, and making a play in the first game uh eric says the augusta green jackets are dropping a hat with a smiling pimento cheese sandwich logo it just screams clip rock i might have to look into that we we have to see how the design works because i mean the the concept sounds good but the presentation has to be legit for clip to grab put his hands on a smiling pimento cheese sandwich logo i went hatless today because i had jury duty but i went to the truck and found this farm bureau hat yes sir in honor of brandon manning i was gonna say i could have loaned you i've got like four hats in my car right now hey always have an extra hat on standby i always keep a hat on standby well well done why do you have so many hats in the back (laughs) of your car well i work with clip brock who always needs a hat so you never know well me because a lot of times i will be uh you never know when you go somewhere and and you're hanging out with some friends and an impromptu basketball game or softball game pops up and you're out playing and your hair gets all messed up and sweaty and you kind of need something to cover your head for a little bit um you know uh sometimes that you know or for example this morning i you know took a shower realized i was out of hair product and my hair was looking a little 
uh, that's what happens what's the to me word every I'm day. looking for uh, what's the uh, shoot it's like um, when uh, <laughs> I had... all I can think of is Monica from Friends you remember when her hair just poofed out because of the uh, humidity I do, not. I do not okay well there's a term for it and I can't remember what it is but when we'll that happens know. it happens to me uh, every now and then and it'll get all poofy and kind of weird looking and I'm like ah screw it I'm just throwing on a hat today Eric was talking about the Augusta's Green Jackets pimento cheese sandwich logo hat um, he said it is a little cheesy oh. oh and he requested a rim shot oh wow wow thank you Eric mm. let's take well, a break that's supposed to be funny, well, that's supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. let's uh, make somebody a winner now on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Leave A What are we giving away on this Monday? Well, why don't we kick things off with a bang? How about a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game? Bang! At historic Granger Stadium. Stadium. All right, 317-1250. What caller are we looking for? 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. Scott says, I could send you a DC Defenders hat. Ooh. I mean, I, I'll accept all. I, I need to get into some football team from that area. Battlehawks. The Battlehawks has a really cool logo. Is that St. Louis? Yep, St. Louis Battlehawks. Battlehawks. We should do a name that team uh, for the USFL and XFL. All right, Color 12 is a winner. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have uh, everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned it, uh, excuse me, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's, uh, oh, and congratulations to Chip Wall of Farmville, picked up a pair of wood duck tickets. and baseball is back at Kinston. You can get your single-game tickets and check out all the fun and the promotions planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com. Go Woodies. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, if you see Dude, tell him I said what's up. Dude. Met him uh, last week. He hung Dude. out in the corner during a segment. And make sure he's okay. <laughs> of course Dude is okay. Yeah, he's fine. Dude is is a dude. Dude. Dude's Although a dude. Although dude smacked his head trying to get through. Dude's a tall dude. He's a tall duck. Uh, Preston says, is the word you were looking for last segment frizzy? Yes. Frizzy. I just had it at, like, you know, occasionally, you guys know this because you've been around me long enough, occasionally my train of thought will jump its tracks. There would be no survivors. Pretty much happened mid-sentence. I could not think of the word. And, and it was frizzy. It was frizzy. That's what I was trying to think of. Thank you, Preston. Good to have people tuned in to help us out when we need to find a word we're looking for. Yes. 
always always all right thanks to the players for joining us on the players lounge today presented by delcor and chandler honeycutt took over the hosting duties for an hour and a half of today's show and uh, again i was i was um illegally looking at my phone in the courthouse during jury selection officer he's right here and uh, i had the volume down but i was reading the youtube chat and they were all saying how much of a great job you were doing chandler well i appreciate those kind words from our viewers and listeners and i appreciate you saying that as well so um was nervous but uh got very loose um as the uh as the show went on so uh it was fun are you prepared to do that again this week if we need you yes i I will be much more prepared for more guests and hopefully my stamina will go up as well your what stamina stamina did i say stamina i think you left out a syllable in there somewhere stamina stamina my stamina will be all right my stamina will be good <clears throat> why say more words when, when few do trick <laughs> <You do trick. laughs> all right the siren sounder tonight for the carolina hurricanes not a great sign you'd rather him be on the ice andre svechnikov oh. uh will be sounding the siren rather than suiting up for the king how about bailey earlier giving us news on the starting keeper and talking about uh, Svechnikov. Who's the uh, hockey guy on ESPN? Well, uh, Melrose? Barry Melrose? Melrose. Yeah. He's like the Barry Melrose of Pirate Radio. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew that was Pirate? Hey, we all go into kind of redneck hockey mode this time of year. It's fun to uh, to get behind a winning team. So, um, <laughs> Chris. Chris has two words. Those two words are prop Quinn. <laughs> that is a reference to Chandler Honeycutt, who does a great job on the video side of things, putting up graphics. I'm still waiting on my Clip Rock two-time Pirate Radio bracket champion, champion, um, but does a good job putting up who the guest is, their name, and what they do. But one day when Ariel Epstein was on, Chris noticed you put prop Quinn, Q-U-E-N-N. Yeah. <laughs> and Shirley's the one that actually sent that to, I believe, me and you. And that that's when I first realized that I had made a mistake. But the English language is crazy. Like, why do we need two E's there? E makes the E sound, right? Yeah. Prop queen. Queen. Yeah. Queen. <laughs> You're trying, man. You're trying so hard, and I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. You got it. I got so tickled when I read it because I was Tickle just like, pink? what? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was laughing because you know chris sent me the text and he said what exactly is a prop quinn and i went oh i was like why do you ask and he's like (laughs) and uh and so he showed he sent me the screenshot and i started laughing i said ah chandler i was like this is the same guy who misspelled his middle name jamie says it's quinn in china chandler were you aware of that yes i was of course you were you are bilingual yes yeah uh, multiple languages <laughs> that would be something if you were bilingual and you couldn't master <laughs> the art of english <laughs> you spent so much time learning chinese that uh i took literally six years of spanish how literally literally <laughs> what are you laughing at charlie i took lower six years of spanish dude you can't do that while i'm drinking something i literally did i took two in high school (laughs) good god almighty (laughs) 
Take her final break. Get her final break. Final break. <laughs> I almost said Husky. Like, like, Coach, no, like you, Coach Smith. You did say it. Husky. Oh, Husky. There was something. Oh, I wish, I wish Big Dog was still here because you said something during the interview. And I looked at Glenn and I said, what did he say? That's just how Sampson County folks do. I'm trying to remember what the word was. Oh, but I turned and looked and I said, oh, that's that white bull coming out of him. Eric said, a tradition like no other, Chandler flubbing. No flubs. No flubs. No flubs. Send it. Send it it in. No flub at all. Jamie says, tap out, Chan Man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tapping out. I'm done for the day. Uh, Final break. We'll come back and wrap it up after this. Unbelievable. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Let's take a quick look at your stock market report as we close out the show. And it was a good day. The Dow was up 100 points and closed down at uh, 33,987. The Nasdaq was up 34 at 12,157. And the S&P was up 13 points at 4,151. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now back to Clip. Alright, thanks to uh, Chan Man for pitching in the first hour and a half of today's program. Shirley Rhodes helping out with Brian Bailey Show production. Uh, I plan on being here tomorrow. Um, jury duty rolls on, but uh, I plan to be here three o'clock Tuesday. We'll uh, talk to Ellerby to open up the show. We'll have Wade Mentor on, also Mully, Bryce Williams, and more coming up Tuesday, three o'clock, right here on Pirate Radio Live. For the crew, I am Clip Rock. We'll see you then. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.